Check, check. There miggity, you go. Miggity, 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 Have you ever wanted to uh, freestyle rap or become a, a rapper? I would love to, but I don't have the skills to nope. pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> to give you thrills. <laughs> I, I would be you great could... if I could just like bust out on that. Like it's something I don't do often, mm-hmm. but I've got talents. I remember uh, on the Sex in the City podcast, I was uh, rapping as Shaq. Oh boy! Yep. How'd that it, go? It was pretty good. I think I'd do a pretty good uh, Shaq impression. I don't want to hear it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, you're like trying to get me to get you. I've to just do it. started doing it on stage. Um, I've lengthened it into my like dirty talk bit. Yeah, because it used to be just a. Um, hey there, pussy. <laughs> yep. Basically, the tag is a. Uh, I'm gonna cause I am in that butt. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I feel. I'm, I think when I was on the podcast, we talked about how no one's making a big enough deal about how big Shaq's dick is. Mm-hmm. Like it needs its own spinoff, <laughs> like a TV, like a cartoon TV show, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, and they can do they can do all the tropes. It can go on vacation. And right, right. It could be like it goes to vacation in Tokyo and. Oh yeah! All the Godzilla jokes you want. They're gonna be like a really uh, heartfelt. Oh, shark's dick, bigger than Godzilla. Oh yeah! Exactly. It could be like you know Thanksgiving episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where his <laughs> it, his dick just knocks everything over. There could be like a right a really special Black History Month well, episode they... <laughs> where his dick plays Martin Luther King or something, and then but Shaq's just back in the hotel room with the Reverend fucking the hookers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's gonna spin every black guy into a positive light. Or. We're not just making fun of Shaq's dick. We're making fun of Martin Luther King, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, no, I wasn't trying to make fun of anything. That was just my... As I say, if we have this platform, we might as well use it for good. I, I like the idea of the, the Thanksgiving episode where, you know, they the turkey goes missing somehow and... Uh, his dick ate it. No, his dick then, like, takes the place of the turkey. And then, of course, like, the little kid at the end of the table goes like, This turkey's burnt. Oh, and then everybody just looks at Shaq, and he just goes, "Oh yeah." Shaq's dick. Oh yeah. That could be an episode where he, where he, where he fucks a gal, and he just busts her into like a Mortal Kombat explosion of organs because it's so huge. Finish him. Man, you have you have really messy cum. It sounds like mm-hmm. it's an unprofessional of me to put in a cough drop. No, Maybe. go for it. Just to add to all the sugar I've had this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Because on Saturday, I turn into a 10-year-old, Do and you... I eat whatever I want. It's your cheat day. Yeah, I mean, I cheat during the week, too, but <laughs> on Saturday, I just don't feel bad. I just, I, I fucking I peel off the tags and just go to town. Well, I don't think a lot of fatties are uh, fat because of the cough drops. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> I'd like to meet the guy who got fat from like cough drops and carrots and shit. <laughs> right? They always say carrots have so much sugar. Yeah, but like, mm. mm-hmm. Rabbits aren't. Rabbits are pretty fit. Do you think that rabbits have really good eyesight because they eat <laughs> so many carrots? They have to. They have to avoid. 
have to avoid all those natural predators that are after mm-hmm. them and all those uh but those, i've never known those, rabbits those bald hunters with speech impediments <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i've never understood or i've never met like a rabbit that could see as well as an eagle though or i've never that's i don't know i don't think i've ever officially been I've never officially been introduced to a rabbit, so I don't think I've ever met a rabbit, technically. Like, I don't think I've ever, like, shook shook their little furry paw and be like, oh, nice to meet you. What's your name? Oh, Bunny Buns? Okay. Well, I'm mm-hmm. Rob. I had a roommate that uh, had a rabbit, and it died. Pussy Smasher or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah? It was a female. No, it was he. Because he had a rabbit. Was he hit with the ladies? No, I mean, the roommate was a female. Oh, but, uh, I don't know how that flew over my head. <laughs> Wait but a it did. You couldn't live with a woman. I've, I've lived with female roommates. I <laughs> I know what it's about, but um, none of them have ever had pets. So yeah, she had a rabbit, and it was cool and all. But yeah, eventually, I want to say like six six or seven months after we were living together, it died. Oh bummer. Yeah, that was not a fun day. Or week after, <laughs> it's just. It's never a good time when when a cute animal dies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do say though that like animals are the one thing where the easiest way to get over a pet's death is to straight up get another pet. Yeah, that's pretty true. You have to kind of like fill that void in your heart very quickly, or it festers. Like I've had animals, you know, dogs and cats die and stuff, and literally like. Within two weeks, my parents just come home with a new animal, yeah. and you're like, "Wow, yeah, this is totally filled the void, <laughs> totally." I think now, that's most people, I think, especially like, if it's a kitten or a puppy yeah. or whatever. It's like, I think a lot of people, or we had when I was growing up, we when my one of our dogs started getting old, we got a uh, younger puppy. Mm-hmm. And I think my parents are like, oh, let's uh, make this a little bit easier, right? A nice transition. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what would make uh, getting over family members easier too is like as soon as grandma die you just get two weeks later a new grandma yeah, they just ship you a new grandma <laughs> yeah. from amazon and this one's even better <laughs> yeah a little younger a little hotter you know that's what they should do is they at the nursing homes they should have a uh, outbound project yes. where um they're looking the, for the grandchildren la- yeah you're looking for a grandma <laughs> old ladies who don't really have families you just kind of you know you hook up and uh mm-hmm. Now you got a new grandma. They got a family who cares about them, and you fill the out like a brighter a, place. A huge questionnaire. Like, do you like when old people give you Werthers? Yeah. <laughs> How are you about? I, I would just have questions like, can you make pie? <laughs> can you knit? Do you have yep. saucy comments about those people? Right. Do you still say colored? Yeah. <laughs> do you just full on drop n bombs and not talking about TVs either? Yeah. <laughs> Do you call Brazil nuts by their uh, colloquialism? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> if you do, I want you to be my grandma. <laughs> Stand comedy, open mics, interviews, and the podcast too. It's just a day in the life for Daryl Williams. Welcome to this comics live, guys. This is your host D Williams, aka Daryl Williams, aka dude that's hanging out with another dude that's been on the show multiple times. Yeah, Darryl, we love you. 
as well as been on the Sex in the City podcast and just a dude in my life that's been awesome. Hey, that's me, the dude in your life who's been awesome, dudeing around, doing the dude shit. What's up, my dudicle? And his name is obviously Robert Zora. How many people do the reggaeton horn when you say their name? <laughs> Pretty Every- much everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, <laughs> it's standard issue. I never heard of it, it being the reggaeton. Yeah, yeah it, the the air raid the air raid horn or no the the yeah the reggaeton horn the boat regatta horn the air mm-hmm. horn whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I feel like it's it's pretty ubiquitous for anybody's name now. Okay. It's I just, have an app on my phone if we want to just, like, put that in there. <laughs> well, I, I could put it in post, you know. Okay, please do. And then uh, with the air raid siren. Mm-hmm. And then the heavy hitters. <laughs> because nothing says new rap music like the threat of an airstrike. It's true. Yeah. You don't do a lot of sound effects in your sh- podcast, do you? I do not. I don't have any sound effects. I don't need to rely on those crutches, <laughs> Terrell. I know. Of course, you know, this means war. <laughs> You're so much better. I uh, know. Yeah, you just I have am. the transitions, the, the eagle and The stuff. transition mm-hmm. hawk, as I call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have that sweet sound effect, and I think that's all I got. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, it's time, I, was, I was looking into maybe a new transition sound. but uh, <laughs> Like what? Like a bear growl? or Yeah. Sort of? To be honest, I've gone through the whole uh, list of animal sounds. I couldn't find a good coyote howl, unfortunately. What does a platypus That's make? A platypus? Uh, it's just probably like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. That's what I imagine. <laughs> what about a, a meerkat? What do they make? Uh, I'm going to assume a meerkat makes like a chirping-ish sound. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not going to recreate here. <laughs> uh, you don't do any impressions, do you? You don't. I do one impression mm. and one impression only. I do a Hank Hill, and then the impression I do is doing cocaine with Hank Hill, mm. and it's basically this. Uh, do you mind if I do another one? That's all I got. <laughs> Cocaine with Hank Hill. Let me tell you, there's nothing funny about these sounds. He should be doing it with uh, DJ Khaled. And then, it, and then Khaled's like, another one, another one. Well, now you're just gilding the lily. <laughs> yep. No, I like that. That Hank Hill's pretty good. Yeah, I've been working on it for many, uh, many a decade, working on my old Hank Hill impression. Comes uh, in handy. In party situations, and I'm not gonna lie, I I say this in my real life all the time, where I'll just in my head I'll just be thinking to myself when somebody does something stupid, I'm like, it's already five a.m. and this boy ain't right. That boy ain't right. <laughs> oh, yep. It's, that sound. Yeah. Huh. I I think I I relate more to Dale Gribble though than I do to. <laughs> <laughs> If I could do a Dale Gribble impression, man, I would never stop because he's the best character on that show by far. Mm-hmm. Computers don't make errors. What they do, they do on purpose. By now, your name and particulars have been fed into every laptop, desktop, mainframe, and supermarket scanner that collectively make up the global information conspiracy, otherwise known as the Beast. I always he's feel years ahead of his time in hilarity. Yep. No, there's plenty of Del Gribble quotes that you could definitely uh, go to. Yeah. I always feel like, too, that uh, at least 
in high school, especially, every fourth dude I knew would do a boomhauer. Hey, man, that's a dang old good old deal, man. I tell you what, a hundred bucks a month, man. You get them hookups, you get them old dang two top jiggling around everywhere and whatnot, man. It's nothing but a dang old trash, man. Dang old, yeah. You got to start with dang old. It always starts with <laughs> dang old, and then you fill in the blank after that. And uh, I'll tell you what. Tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I like when his brother comes to town and they're like having their conversation and I think they had to have it um closed caption. Mm. He is, is what did he do? His brother like I don't remember what he does but like they have an argument or something his brother like is trying to ask for his forgiveness and he like says this long string of sentence <laughs> and Mario just goes, "Yo." <laughs> "Yo." That's just his yes. <laughs> I always I feel that there's been multiple movies that this is a trope where they'll have a character do a huge line of dialogue in a different language or some sort of gibberish or whatever, and then the translation will just be a single word. <laughs> yeah, and they would do that on the WWF with that one Asian character where it would be like this long like thing, and then he would just be saying, indeed, or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that that's a pretty easy joke to uh, pull off. Yeah, it's a pretty standard to have in the pocket there. When it comes to the matters of foreign language. Yep. <laughs> those crazy foreigners with oh, their big old words. Those wacky foreigners with their hats <laughs> made of strange natural fibers. We were talking about that on the Sex in the City podcast where there would be, you know, phrases in different languages, but it, it's just a one word for a different language. Like in um, in English, like you could say, you make me feel like being on a roller coaster forever. Yeah. But in French, it's just like, yeah, that's blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think the Germans have a lot of those. Like, mm-hmm. They have a word for getting a song caught in your head or whatever mm. and like all sorts of weird, very like specific things. Like the feeling of that phrase, your balls dropping or whatever. <laughs> that phrase was said enough in that language where they're like, we should just have a word. Yeah. We don't need a phrase for this. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, yeah. Yeah, it's smart. It's being very uh, economical like, with, your, with your words. I guess we do it the same way where, hey, I want to have sex with a really slutty hoe. You know, that that word is now just smashing. Yeah, I like it. I think that's... I'm smashing. The, that means the same thing. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think slang picks up a lot of the slack where the English language leaves off, too. And it uh, consi- saves us time, saves us effort, and it's fun. So you're on like the the other side of being a millennial, kind of like myself. Like some technically, people say it's like before eighty two or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, uh, let me look it up. What the dates are on it? Right. I never felt like a I millennial. I don't feel like one either, but people want to consider me one. Yeah, I felt I've always felt a little more Gen X. Me too. And I know this is the most like or like white whitest or whatever most Southern California thing we could ever talk about or say. <laughs> Let's see, millennials, also known as Generation Y. I like mm. that better. That's mm. but it is one of those things where I think you can tell what generation you are in based on how awkward it is to use the slang mm-hmm. of that generation. Yeah. Um. Okay. You know, there's there's slang that we eighty one to ninety six. Okay, so technically I am part of the millennials yeah but, uh yeah the what you're saying is yeah the slang I, there's a few things i say that i'm starting to realize i should i'm now now that i'm saying them i have to really put some stank on it so like people <laughs> know that i understand like the that times, it's dorky when i say like word mm, 
I feel like Word was a a little before the Millennials, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it like made a resurgence or resurgence, fat or, or uh, sick. I say sick, but I mean that's just ingrained in me as a whitey. Sick. I I started saying mm-hmm. tight again. Yeah. That's pretty tight. I used to say tight a lot. I say dope a lot too. I say dope a lot. I, I also dope, say I, sweet a lot. Sweets. I think sweet, uh, rad word. What about? I think a lot boss? of those like are just kind of like <laughs> in the uh, lexicon now. Those mm-hmm. those are a little bit different. But if like we started saying, um, but you don't want to say the ter- bomb. Mm-hmm. Well, you could say that's bomb. Even yeah. that's getting like even that's pushing it. What about wiggity whack? Oh, dude, I don't go. At least twenty minutes without saying "wiggity whack," <laughs> but I usually but say "wiggity wiggity 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 whack." Right. It's depending on how whack it is. That's how many wiggities that you yeah, put into a it. One one wiggity accounts for times ten whackness. Mm-hmm. So th- what I just did was I think about was it wiggity 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 whack? That's that was four about, wiggities. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good at that. Wiggity 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 wiggity. Wow. Keep it together. 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 Gotta keep it together. I could be a good. Uh, <laughs> I could be a good uh, auctioneer. Yeah, or like the commercial, the voiceover for the Micro Machine ads. Oh God, yeah. I remember like Micro Machine. This is the Micro Machine Man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of Micro Machines plus incredible Micro Machine pocket playsets. Each one comes with its own special edition Micro Machine vehicle and fun, fantastic features. And this Micro Machine service set and many more. And these playsets fit together to form a perfectly precise Micro Machine world. The Micro Machines collect and race and trade them from blue. Remember, if it doesn't say Micro Machines. It's not the real thing. <laughs> that that was my great impression of the Micro Machines guys. For about 10 years, we wanted guys to talk fast. That's what we wanted in our ads. It yeah. was totally a plethora of just ads that were like, can we get a guy that can talk 120 words a minute? Yeah, can we get a, a southern auctioneer in here to just hawk these little cars that are going to wreck your feet in the middle of the night? <laughs> what was that? I guess they – I know the, there's those at the end of uh, – a lot of commercials, they throw the person in their talks fast just to get the legal shit out of the way. Yes, but, but a lot of times you can speed that up in post. You can just oh, have a guy yeah, talk normal true. and then just add the tempo in, in later. I think the Micro Machines guy was uh, the real deal, though. Yeah, he was legit. Yeah. He was also on, like, Saved by the Bell. I forget his name. I want to say, like, Mario something. Huh. But, uh, yeah, he was an actor that was just... Mario Lopez? <laughs> yeah, so it was a young Mario Lopez. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's got a lot of range, that that boy, that mm-hmm. young he dropped port- the Puerto Rican looking fella. <laughs> <He> just... <laughs> no, but he was in a bunch of kids stuff, a bunch of different weird just stuff, and that was his gimmick: is that he would be some character just that they would just have him in for that one joke. There was a lot of uh... <laughs> like he'd be a teacher that's like, you know, like okay, oh, yeah, we're gonna have a it. test, and yeah, then yeah. it's like here's all the stuff oh, on the test. I remember that episode, dude. Yeah. That like, uh, who was the the nerd? Was it Lisa? Was the yeah? She's trying to write everything down, and like the the pen's catching fire. Yep. And they, Zach's just <laughs> super cool, and he just uh, puts on the headphones and yep. like tunes out. I remember that. Yep. We'll begin with the British actions between 1763 and 1775 that led to discontent among the colonists. First of which was the proclamation of 1763 forbidding settlement on all lands west of the Appalachians, followed by the Quartering Act of 1765 forcing colonists to house and beat the British troops, followed by the Stamp Act of 1765 ordering colonists to buy stamps from the British, followed by more taxes of 1767.
think ever since Trump took presidency, I, I hate saying that, but uh, do you think ever since Trump has been in office that the stock in Brazil nuts has gone up because yeah. conservatives are super predictable? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, just any, it's a matter of days, guys. We're going to go back to that other name. Oh, yeah. They're just like, <laughs> I got all I got all these Brazil nuts, and I, I, call, I call them what you think I call them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking under douchebags. I've uh, started doing another bit on stage where uh, I go into a conversation with my neighbor, and he's dropping a lot of N-bombs and stuff, and I'm like, okay, obviously I don't want to say the N-word. So instead, I'm going to say Taylor Swift <laughs> and just do the same story. Just, man, that Taylor Swift, he's such a Taylor Swift. <laughs> I think on the on the Boogie Monster podcast, they talked about saying Nilla, mm-hmm. <laughs> Manila, for, an, for another white person. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I do like that. Me I, and Manila's, like, that's, that's pretty good. I always love how words change over time where it's like, long time ago, you could call somebody a Nimrod. Mm-hmm. You could call somebody an idiot. Those were scientific terms. Do you know where Nimrod came from? Something about, yeah, like there was a scale of how stupid somebody is. Nope. A uh, little behind the curtain here. I hate to like be like, no, you're wrong, Daryl. <laughs> no, I seen Google first. But um, it came from on an episode of Looney Tunes. Nimrod was a hunter. Hmm. And I think I I'm, i don't remember the details. It might have oh, been, yeah. been like a... Uh, like a throwback Greek one, or I don't know what the hell, but uh, Bugs Bunny called Elmer Fudd a Nimrod, or he called him Nimrod, and it was in reference to the whatever the Greek hunter. And but so kids nerdy. just thought it was like, oh, you're an idiot, or you're mm-hmm. a, a dork, or something. Precisely what I was wondering, my little Nimrod. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like an insult, Nimrod. Yeah, or a geek was um, some sort of you know circus freak back in the day. Yeah, the guy who bit off the heads of the chickens. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny how that. And a dork is I don't know whale's cock. A or whale's something. cock, yes. Was that was that is that like the OG definition? Do we know how does that play though? Where I mean, I get the word dork sounds funny, but if you're trying to insult somebody, why would you call them a whale's penis? Well, because they're I mean, it's like calling someone a dick, but they're a massive dick. Mm-hmm. It's I not like you the- have a dork, you are a dork. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like you know correlating it to like you know. What is the most majestic phallus out there? A whale's penis. <laughs> yep, that's what you are, man. <laughs> they really need to do like a uh, most beautiful penis in the animal kingdom mm-hmm. uh, competition, so we can uh, there is we a, can really sort out these uh, hard questions. There is a penis museum. I want to say in Amsterdam or something like that. Oh yeah, and I'm, they have. And like, I apologize. I'm clicking around a. Uh, a cough drop because I've had mm-hmm. sore vocal cords. Um, but yeah, the, I, I think I saw that documentary. Yeah, and, he, and the that old dude donated his hog or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But they have a huge collection, and I do th- mean that in a pun way, <laughs> where it's all these uh, different animal dicks. Yeah, erection. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, but they're all uh, under like formaldehyde or like you know preserved mm-hmm. in jars and whatnot. I remember that documentary and it just being they're them just trying to shoehorn so much drama into this old man trying to give his cock away. Oh, that's right. And yeah, I think there was had, some like, big legal battle. Yeah, or something. And I think that fucking creep had like a whole photo album of all the women he's fucked or something. Like, you're awesome. a bad person. <laughs> you don't uh, take photos of the women's you have sex with? Oh, no. Not, I mean... I don't have a photo album. I just have a hidden camera. <laughs> right. It's in a drawer. I have a, an electronic photo album named Grandma's Photos. <laughs> <laughs> called uh, 
game cheats. <laughs> I hide it within another folder on my Mac. <laughs> I used to have to do that back in the day. Yeah. You know, you hide your your porn that you got from your friends in the chat rooms. Yeah, in the in the chats. Yep. On the E world. It would be those uh picture for picture. You'd trade them. It'd be like baseball cards except with like tits and boobs and I uh just somehow my parents had like parental locks on the computer but I don't know how I managed <laughs> oh, they loved you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I managed to but I found like a whole world of porn in it was I guess I don't know if it was like from what country but it was definitely hosted in Asia. So it wouldn't get caught on any kind of American parental mm. filter cuz they weren't very good back in the nice. day. Nice. So I could just it was all pictures, or we didn't have enough fast enough no. dial. Or we, yeah, our modem wasn't fast enough for videos, so it just had a, a lot of strange pictures. No real rhyme or reason to them. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. I I recall a lot of pictures, not the many videos. No videos really. Uh, the videos kind of came into when like you know file sharing started coming into play. Oh yeah, and like, you didn't know what um, you were going to get necessarily. Nah. Just random shit. But as long as it was nudity, you're like, I'm in. You're like, well, this isn't two girls fucking. It's a dude fucking a girl. But you know what? I, It'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll somehow come to this. I remember uh, one time I was at a buddy's house, and we were having uh, you know, some computer fun time. Shall we play a game? Oh. And uh, it is weird... When you're, like, 13 and you're just discovering this with, like, two or three other buddies. And you're all, like, four sitting around this computer. And it's, like, at first, like, wow, this is so cool. But then once the hard-ons start to come into play, you're like, all right, kind of wish three dudes weren't standing right next to me. (laughs) Can you burn this for me, please? (laughs) Can we all just, like, adorn to our separate boudoirs? Yes. (laughs) Is there a screen you can put up? I, um, someone in high school... Uh, burn me girls gone wild this is like nice. right, right as file sharing's taking off girls gone wild travels year-round coast to coast meeting thousands of hot co-eds to find the cutest sexiest girls in the country and uh i remember i had that and then the other night i went looking for it mm-hmm. girls gone wild one like you can't find them anymore there's all the older ones like the or the uh the newer ones that are just basically porn and my theory is they got rid of all the other ones because there's probably way too many underage girls in it. Oh, yeah. That's why he got busted. Like, I, I guess the guy that... I forget his name, but there was a dude that produced Joe it. Joe Fran- Joe Francis, I yeah, think. Joe yeah, Joe Francis. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of underage shit. Like 17-year-olds mm-hmm. on spring break. Kind or of they thing. didn't get, like, consent. Yeah. Like... Well, I was, you know, fucking 14 at the time, so mm-hmm. that was... Uh, Oh, I, that I, was me looking at older ladies. <laughs> I definitely had my fair share of uh, Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. Just when I hear that steel drum, mm-hmm. it just brings back so many mm-hmm. infomercial commercials. <laughs> warning, warning. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to see hot women showing their titties? I do indeed. I wonder if I can find if the theme song still on. <laughs> Hold on. This is this is important podcasting. I'm moment. not going to lie to I'm always, it, it does bring a soft like part to my like adolescence. Like I always think back fondly. When I'm, you know, in any type of spring break setting. Yeah. It's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Who doesn't want to see some titties right now? I'm going to just put this on, like, like on my, like, uh, my, uh, my sex mix. But let's see. Let's see if it's the same one. Warning. This video contains adult content not suitable for children. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
man. It's all flooding back to me now. <laughs> Do you want to see hot ladies not give consent but show their titties anyway? Yeah, I'm fucking 14 and I got to make this cum come out of me. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> That'd be so funny. You put that on your sex mix and it's just, you know, like washed out. And then just the steel drums kick in, and she's like, <laughs> sorry, what is this? I just, you know, when it just, it just having sex with you feels yeah. like a Caribbean vacation, you know? <laughs> just don't judge me. This is the only thing that gets me hard. <laughs> I'm going to the Caribbean next week, actually. I'm going to put this on the mix. Right. I feel like uh, that is a, a, it's almost quaint now, too, because, yeah, it is girls just, like, topless. It's not even, like, sex or anything. I mean, I guess they had few scenes that were, like, a little bit more raunchier, but I don't even recall it ever yeah. being like there dudes was penetrating chicks and shit. And there was like a lot of lesbian stuff going on. I think. Yes, I don't. I I didn't get that deep into the Girls Gone Wild canon <laughs> to really uh, to know what happened I've, after the first one so much. I mean, I think I saw like the the Snoop Dogg one or something. Someone had it in college. My uh. I had it at my house, and my uh, stepdad found it, and then gave me the little, like, you know, don't have this in my house, blah, blah, blah. Was that how he sounded? Yep. He sounded all like this. Was your stepdad also (laughs) 80? He was Wilfred Brimley, yes. (laughs) He was talking about Liberty Medical. Wow. You need to get yourself a Roth IRA and get rid of this porn. (laughs) But, no. The two things he cares about in life is no, he is... Steps on not jerking it and uh, having a uh, good 401k. In reality, though, like, he took it from me, and I thought he was going to, like, you know, throw it away or whatever. Oh, no. And then, like, three weeks later, yeah, I found it in his room. So I was oh, like, oh, sure. you just stole my porn. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> jerking it to... Now he's the criminal. Yeah. <laughs> anyone's a criminal to your, uh, your stepdad. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you shouldn't have this. I'm going to take this off your hands. Uh, and don't do what I'm going to do. <laughs> Take it off your hands in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Take it out of your hands. Do you have any uh, porn bits or, or do you talk yes, a lot about sex? I do. I, I have one where I talk about I was watching like a porno and I think it was a bunch of girls or something. And it was like, one were of they those... going wild? <laughs> oh, boy, were they about to <laughs> all over that uh, living room. So. I think it was along the lines of they were talking and uh, one of them was German. She's like, oh, it was so cool that you were here with us, like hanging out all week. And uh, she's like, oh, yes, oh, it was very, very good. And they're like, ah, oh, too bad you got to go home. We could have had so much fun. She's like, oh, I have like an hour and a half until my flight. You guys want to you wanna hang out now? And I remember my head being like, that's not enough time for the airport. <laughs> and I, I made a whole bit about like how I feel feel old now for the first time because i like yelled at porno i turned it into like a whole girl and guy thing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Me yelling like an hour and a half's not enough time <laughs> especially if it's an international flight yeah and i was like you're gonna miss your flight and then i talk about the next day watching porn and seeing the same girl but in a different clip with a different guy mm-hmm. and she was getting nailed and you could clearly see the hollywood sign in the hills behind her and i was like you missed your flight <laughs> I knew you would. That's dumb, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> now, I've seen a few of those, too, yeah, where you, like, obviously, after a while, you, you start running into the same girls mm-hmm. in certain types of scenarios where, like, okay, at first she was on the casting couch. 
now she's like in this sorority dorm room like you know like, man your life is taking a lot of twists and turns very rapidly mm-hmm mm-hmm a uh I was talking those years ago. And now you're fucking your stepbrother? Like, whoa, that's a weekend. (laughs) There was a lot of bizarre, uh, like, anomalies in the kids' world. Uh, late 80s, early 90s, that I think it's lost today. Like that, earnest movies. Like, just these, like, how do you explain that? Hey, Vern. It sure is hot up here, Vern. I bet you'd like a cold, smooth, mellow yellow right now, would you? Yeah, I just bet you would. Yeah, you try to play an earnest movie to a kid now, they're like, who the yeah. f- this guy's special, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's just so many weird things off the wall. Yep. Nickelodeon, I think, was kind of at the epicenter of that, though. Oh, of course. They, I mean, they're bringing back Double Dare. On your mark. Get set. Go! These two teams are in the dark trying to catch ping pong balls by clashing their symbols. Whoever catches the ball first will symbolize silliness with 20 bucks and control of the show that never clashes with good taste. Yes, it's Double Dare. Yeah, it's not going to be the same. They're also bringing back Rocco's Modern Life. Bring them back everything. <laughs> Don't bring it back, man. Just make something new. They're going to bring back Snick, the whole lineup. It's going to be no you know, way. new Afraid Are you joking of the Dark. Or are you, just, you being sarcastic? I'm assuming. I, I've been hearing rumors that they're bringing back a lot of stuff. Are they going to bring back Clarissa Explains It All? Well, um, I can explain. Clarissa Explains It All every Sunday at 6.30, 5.30 Central. On Nickelodeon. Yeah, with, with Melissa Joan Hart. She's going to be, be like a mom now. No, she's going to be repraising Clarissa. (laughs) Clarissa. Clarissa's just going to be like a sad old ex-punk rock chick living in um, Huntington Beach. I remember... She's a merch girl now for like uh, Lagwagon. Awesome. Yeah. She's coming up. What about the secret world of Alex Mack? Would you want to grow up here? I have to. I'm Alex Mack. I was just another average kid until my first day of junior high. One minute I'm walking home, the next there's a crash and I'm drenched in some weird chemical. And since then, <laughs> nothing's been the same. We'll get that back. We'll get a, a glam. It's glam. Where cartoons and comics collide. Now to take you inside and turn the pages, here are your hosts, Henry and June. Yeah, and of, and uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh, that was such a great show. It's by the strange. You look at Appalachia. I can't even say the shit in bed. Or have you picked the target yet? It's in bed. Got your dog bite. It's in bed. The Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Pete and Pete in the oh, Temple. Oh, no, it was Temple of... No, I like Pete was... and Pete in the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. That's like <laughs> that's that episode you only get on the DVD no, uh, the, box the, set. What was that Temple Legends game of the show? Yeah, Legend, yeah, Ooh, Are You Afraid of the Dark would be a good one to get back to. Hell yeah. To. That show was great. Sorry, my lad. 
didn't mean to scare you. Gonna give it a go, huh? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not indeed. It's the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark. I scared the piss out of me as a kid. Of course. It was during the SNCC. It was like their, you know... You know what, though? My favorite... After hours yeah, for kids. I that, that show definitely traumatized me a little bit, but traumatized me in the way that now I love scary shit. But my favorite show, I think, on Nickelodeon was um, Salute Your Shorts. Yeah. was such a great show waffle waffle yeah <laughs> they explain what that uh that is in an interview with the guy who played donkey lips mm-hmm. i think it's along the lines of they like push a tennis racket into your your belly yes to make it look like a waffle or something and, and they pour syrup on you yeah and, and i'm stuff. like that's not that bad and this straight up like hazing now you'd be like oh th- those kids should be put up for hate crimes <laughs> yeah what i loved what they did about that show is it was a summer camp but they built so many different like universes within mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. which i think is really cool thing yeah each kid had their own thing and they had side stories like there was definitely um and it was a longer show too i want to yeah. say it was like an hour show yeah they mm, maybe it was half hours they, but they did so much maybe they, they would covered do so much ground yeah that and hey dude Hey Dude was great too. Those were like two shows that were like kind of for older kids. Who? Uh, Melanie, or no, her name, no, uh, Christina, who's a blonde one? Launched her career, married mm. to Ben Stiller. Oh, yeah, right. What, what was your name? Um, Hendrix or something? No, no that's the Madman girl. Yeah, right. I, regardless, it launched her career and then salute your shorts. Did anybody come out of that? I don't no, know. I don't think so. That one redhead guy was in Terminator. Oh, yeah. She's not my mother, Todd. He's the one on the back of the uh, <laughs> yeah. dirt bike. That's the only Bobby other thing I saw him in. Uh, he was Stoop Kid. The guy that played uh, Donkey Lips, he was in a few other movies, too. Yeah, he, he kind of bounced around. Apparently, the I guy th- who he played... He was in Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah, I remember he was covered in like bubble wrap or whatever. He was part of the Zoltan crew. <laughs> and then um, from, what was it, Hey Dude? Yeah. The guy who played Danny apparently is a car dealer now somewhere. Awesome. But like people have been trying to track him down for years. Yeah, he like n- just went off the map. I think nobody really worked after that from Hey Dude. I don't think any of them really got big. Uh, the, it might have been Canadian uh, too. So I forget his name. The brown haired dude was on uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch mm. for a minute. Yeah, there was, and then all that. All that. Forget you. Here's all that. Here's a show you probably haven't thought about in years. You remember Space Cases? Mm -mm. Yeah, man, that's a deep cut. Five clever space cadets snuck aboard an alien ship, flung through a weird hole in space, thousands of light years from the academy. Yeah, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but will they ever get home, or are they forever destined to be space cases? I was on Nick too. No, it was on regular old Nick. 
I meant Nick. Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do they is do they have a Nick too now? Because it sounds like something it, you would have. It's probably not. It's probably something else like Nick. I, I think they had a Nick Gas for a while. I don't yeah, know. They, they, there's so many like weird. Options. I don't watch cable anymore. I, I just have uh, you know streaming shit. Yeah, so. I wouldn't be watching Nickelodeon though either, unless it was like classic. It's true. Space Cases though was like a weird Star Trek ish, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. show. And I'm trying to think if no, I don't think there's anybody famous that came out of that one. But it was a it was a decent show. I'm sure if I watch it now, I want to gouge my eyeballs out though. You should uh you should maybe try to do some uh, Nickelodeon bits. You know, figure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring bring the '90s into this. Yep, I I feel like uh, nostalgia is always a, a well of funny. Anybody else want to fuck Melody from Hey Dude? Gay, yeah, I'd fuck her in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say as I was coming, hey dude yeah. Sprayed <laughs> Goo is what I would say. Yep. I wanna say also you can't do that on television had oh, Alanis Morissette in it. Yeah, a few other like that, Canadian chicks. That was a very like Monty Python esque show. That's total old school. I that's like at the very beginning of my memory banks. I want to say Seth Green was on it, too. Was he? I think he might have been well, one we'll of the kids. We'll take a look at this. I'm Who sure. knows? Yeah. Could I have been some other doubt it. ginger. I know Alanis Morissette was in it. Yeah. There were a lot of uh, kid superstars that became not-so-superstar afterward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Do you remember? Oh, here's a, here's a fucking deep cut. Do you remember a show called Welcome Freshman? Mm, sounds familiar. That was a great show. Too. I don't know if I watched it though. It, I'd have to like Nickelodeon have it jog me. Like it's um, God. The it was the show. Obviously, they were fresh. I mean, kids. They were kids, and they uh, their principal would do stand up or like in his mind, what? he would like shoot off to where he's doing like these stand up routines where like his uh. Secretary was like doing the rim shots behind awesome. him. Awesome. What was his name? Hmm. God damn, it'll come to me. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Nice to be here. Well, let's get things rolling. Hey, how did the freshman get all those holes in his forehead? Learning to eat with a fork. <laughs> Speaking of eating, why did the freshman eat his math quiz? Somebody told him it was a piece of cake. <laughs> Ooh, did you hear about the freshman who walked into the doctor's office with a pig under his arm? Doctor said, that is the ugliest creature I've ever seen. The pig said, I know. Yeah. It, that show, if I could if if I could find Was where to watch that show again, that would be so happy. Yes! I do kind of recall yeah, this now, Mr. yes. Lipman? Yes, yes. I want to say. Yes. It had a bitchin' theme song. Let me see if I can yes. find it. Yeah, it was all kids and him. Like he was like the only adult like in the show. Yeah, it was it was right in the heart of the Gen X era. Yep, yep. So and that guy had been in a few other things too. Oh, I found it. It's from '92. Oh, this is the most 90s shit I've so ever seen. So 90s. <laughs> Rick Galloway? No. Chris Logan? Yes, I do recall this now. Brock Bradley? Aaron Ash 
Man, that was just like nostalgia piped deep into my veins. But yeah, the theme song, and the theme song super grungy. Yeah. And then it's just like these weird black and white uh, clips all shaky with like weird little mm-hmm. animations. Are we watching on. a Jordash commercial? Yeah. <laughs> is, this a, is this a Pearl Jam video? Right. It could be all three. Yeah. That was a sweet spot for uh, for Nickelodeon for Were sure. You, was the did early you have 90s. your grunge phase? Your I was a little young for when grunge was around to even really know what was going on. I remember that too, yeah. Like when Kurt Cobain died, I was, what, we were like eight or something like that. How old are you? I'm 36. Okay, I'm a little younger. I'm 32. Mm-hmm. I I don't even oh, remember. Yeah, so you're even younger. Yeah, yeah, I don't even remember when Kurt Cobain died. It mm-hmm. didn't register to me. Yeah, I uh, remember hearing about it on the radio. Yeah. But I never really knew about Nirvana. I, I mean, um, I might have known about Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's about it. The voice of grunge music takes his own life. Seattle's Kurt Cobain is dead of an apparent suicide. The body of Nirvana's lead singer and songwriter was found today in a guest cottage at his Seattle home. The medical examiner says he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. A suicide note was found nearby. Yeah, it. I think when I started listening to music, maybe like 97, when mm. I really started getting into it, is when... I kind of came online, yeah. and we had the CD at the house, and uh, I sort of came online right after Bradley Knoll died, too. Yeah, he died in 92, and I think. Bud called for help, but by the time the paramedics arrived, it was too late. On the morning of May 25th, 1996, 28-year-old Bradley Knoll was pronounced dead. No, he, no, he died four much later. Five. It was like 95 or 6 or something. Yeah. And I came, like, right after Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac got shot. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching the MTV Music Awards or whatever when uh, Puffy did uh, yes. I'll Be Missing You, with Sting. It's kind of hard when you're not around. Know you in heaven smiling down. Watching us while we pray for you. Every day we pray for you. Till the day we meet again. And my heart is where I keep you, friend. Memories give me the strength I need to proceed. Strength I need to believe. My thoughts big, I just can't define. Wish I could turn back the hands of time. Us in the six, shopping new clothes and kicks. You and me taking flicks, making hits, stages they receive you on. Still can't believe you're gone. Give anything to hear half your breath. I know you're still living your life. I was like, what's this about? And someone had to explain to me. Well, there was a boy who lived in Brooklyn <laughs> who one time thought it was all a dream. And then you just were like, yeah, okay, what's on out there, Chettle? <laughs> yeah. No, no, that, that was, it, it, was so it was really weird coming online to like uh, the music world right after a bunch of stuff had just happened. So mm-hmm, it was like, mm-hmm. it was this bizarre time in music where everything was pretty electrified. It was a little sad, but at the same time, it was yeah, a lot um, of people dying. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I kind of had a, a grunge phase or especially in high school. I wouldn't it wasn't really Nirvana though, but it was it was more like Metallica and Soundgarden. Metallica's not grunge. They're not really grunge, no. I mean, yeah, it's more just heavy metal, metal or yeah. just Soundgarden heavy, though. Just, yeah. 
Soundgarden kind of like I wouldn't just call made it, the grade for grunge because they're just from alternate Seattle. or alternative, yeah. like rock or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're pretty grungy dudes, but <laughs> yeah, speaking of people who died, but oh yeah, or like Corn and Limp Biscuit, like bands like that. I was more into rap than, rock. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I had oh man, I loved Corn so much. You know what I've watched last night? If someone posted on Reddit under crappy music videos, was a uh, uh, Methods of Mayhem. Yeah. With uh, Tommy Lee and mm-hmm. um, Fred Durst. And if I have ever a kid and he ever needs me to explain to him, like, what the late 90s, early 2000s were like, I'm just going to put on that video and be like, it was fucking this for, like, <laughs> three years. It was this. Yep. Why? I don't know. Yeah. That was their uh, super group, right? It was like Tommy Lee and Fred Durst and some other guy from like Puddle of Mud or something. I, like I that. don't know. It was it was garbage though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh I sometimes will torture myself and look at old rap rock videos. <laughs> Like that, and that. Oh, the worst one! If you, if the listening audience wants to treat themselves, go watch uh, Saliva's "Click Click Boom." Right, it is so bad. Oh, one of the worst music videos out of that era is uh, Tantric's "Breakdown." Mm. It is unbelievably lame. <laughs> treat yourself. Corn. <laughs> uh, what about like Limp Biscuit? Actually, made some. I mean, for well, yeah. Talk all the shit you want on them. Mm-hmm. They made some great music videos. I the the and one just. The In Together Now one with Method Man and mm-hmm. Fred Durst and Pauly Shore, it's it's like bizarre and a lot of it doesn't necessarily make sense, but yeah. it's fun and it's it's cool. Like the Break Stuff video, that was a fun just like, they just showed a lot of skating and weird stupid shit and yeah. then being just them. They did a whole K-Rock competition to be on that uh, mm. video. We had to call in and, and sing it. Awesome. Yeah. I did think you, I tried. Yeah. I'm how, sure. How far did you get? I, I've never gotten through to be on the air i don't think anywhere mm-hmm. uh ryan demarest he's been on like their their comedy competition or whatever yeah a couple he is times. well ryan d has been on april foolishness that's tight yeah i feel like uh that would be a cool thing to do yeah it would be pretty rad i think mm-hmm should yeah. scary but rad. talk to him about it yeah <laughs> you get ryan d in here he's a great guest he's got stories yep. out the ass of course and, oh if you want to talk about the 90s Pull up a chair and uh, ask Ryan D. Yeah, there's a new movie uh, that uh, Jonah Hill's putting out called The Mid Nineties. Yeah, it's supposed that's, to be all like that's essentially his life. It's gonna be nostalgic as fuck. Oh man, and we're gonna eat it the fuck up. Were you a big skater? Nope, not at all. I got a skateboard for Christmas and barely used it. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah, it's I, like oh, I could fall doing this. Fuck that. I took a pretty big spill doing a like going down a hill that I was like, oh yeah, it's cool, I can do this, and then like got two feet down and was like just nose planted. Yeah, this uh, this body wasn't meant to go too quickly. Mm-hmm. I used it more as just transportation than actual like tricks and shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna lie, I was way better on rollerblades. <laughs> You're a fruit booter. Yep, I could go backwards. I could go up like half pipes backwards and shit. down the. The social ladder mm-hmm. on your on your, your rollerblades. <laughs> I've talked about it before, where um, 
I used to rollerblade to my girlfriend's house. Mm-hmm. And one time I went and like picked a bunch of flowers along the way. <laughs> Gay! Man, I hope and someone punched you. Gave her to, like gave her a bunch of flowers, and I was like on rollerblades, and she was like, "Oh, this is the sweetest thing ever." Did you like just rollerblade into her house and like throw up a shaka and yep. grab a grab a Capri Sun from the fridge? <laughs> yep. And then you pulled out your sweet green electric guitar and just went. Yeah, I played her smooth from. <laughs> oh, you played her smooth from Rob Thomas. Yep. That's what got her wet. Oh, boy. Anything Rob Thomas. Power, power duos. Mm-hmm. Checking, checking. Can you hear me? I'm checking. I'm checking. Checkout lane. Number eight open. <laughs> Next customer in line. Price check on prune juice, Bob. Line eight's open. Line eight's... Carol, did you did you put the new cash in the register? Or do I have to count it out still? Sir. Carol! Where's Carol? I don't know, sir. You're going to have to... You, I'm sorry. You can it'll only just have six per coupon. I'm sorry. It'll just be one moment while I count out the cash drawer. <laughs> awesome improv, man. I wish. Where'd we get those characters from? Who knows? Where'd their lives end up? Ended up at a. <laughs> it's all meth addiction. That's what'll happen. That's what you're gonna have to to end up and talk about when you're doing cash registering. In Fresno, at a Piggly Wiggly. Do they have Piggly Wigglies in Fresno? I don't know. I don't even know what a Piggly Wiggly is. It's a chain of supermarket. What a delightful name, though. Mm-hmm. I like love a it. like a Kroger's or a a John's. There we go. Anyway, guys, this is another edition of what? Pitch, please. Or as we're calling it this week. I'm up at midnight pimping out my scriptizite. Awesome. Or, alternatively, also from Run the Jewels, bang this pitch the scripts out. I like that. Mm-hmm. Let's treat pitches like bitches. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I buy like them. To- buy them dinner first. You know? Yeah, treat them nice, but then... Wine and dine. Mm-hmm. Once you get what you need from them throw them to the curb exactly okay so obviously guys we have april here for another great movie pitch let's hear the first one hello okay okay first one you know that i've messed around with genre before this one for anyone who knows the um i took a lot from hitchcock for this one. Oh. and it was definitely inspired by the christopher nolan film Insomnia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. I like to think of it as a sibling film. It's a psychological thriller about a detective who's trying to hunt down a serial killer. So, Laura, it actually turns out that I'm a lot more interested in Eric Dunn than I am in you, which makes this your lucky day. So, come on. How about you just tell me where Eric is and I'll let you walk out of here. I said... Go to hell. 
Do you need directions or something? No. I've been to hell. And that makes me somebody that you do not want to screw with. Okay. And it's an unreliable narration Mm. because he's on the brink of madness. He's losing his grip on reality mm-hmm. throughout the investigation because like of his own health problems and stuff. It's a lot like Insomnia. It's a sibling film. It's going to be called Narcolepsy. <laughs> it's just he's investigating. He keeps falling asleep randomly. So this is a, a companion piece to Insomnia where it, it takes place in Alaska by. still. Yes. And maybe it's during the year where it's only darkness. Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream and that you could, for example, have the power within one night to dream 75 years of time or any length of time you wanted to have. And you would naturally, as you began on this adventure of dreams, you would fulfill all your wishes. You would have every kind of pleasure you could conceive. And after several nights of 75 years of total pleasure each, you would say, well, that was pretty great. But now let's, um, let's have a surprise. Let's have a dream which isn't under control. Well, something is going to happen to me that I don't know what it's going to be. You know, so, Hell you know, yeah, insomnia is. was always when it was like it was always light. light. You couldn't sleep. Yeah. So this is the opposite where it's always dark and he's always falling asleep. Because he has narcolepsy. <laughs> so, Title of the film. Like, right as he's about to, like, shoot the, like, killer, he just falls asleep. And uh, you, you would dig that and come out of that and say, wow, that was a, a close shave, wasn't it? And then you would get more and more adventurous. And you would make further and further out gambles as to what you would dream. And finally, you would dream where you are now. You would dream the dream of living the life that you are actually living today. That would be within the infinite multiplicity of choices you would have, of playing that you weren't God. And then he wakes up and he's tied up to train tracks or some (laughs) shit like that. And instead of uh, trying to get free, he just falls asleep again. Yeah, that see, that's where the unreliable narration mm-hmm. comes in because we're following his experience. Yeah, you know, not what's going on. We're following. We're in his shoes. And what if, yeah, like we do it even more artsier? Like it's like a you know, memento as well. The first thing he says to himself is, "Man, get lost," because he gives himself away. The nature of love is self-abandonment, not clinging to oneself, throwing yourself out. As in, for example, in basketball, you're always getting rid of the ball. You say to the other fellow, have a ball. That, that keeps things moving. That's the nature of life. I was think that I you was You always see like that. him, when he wakes up, it's always right before he fell asleep the last time. You know, it was like, we always see a little bit less and less and less and less. And, you know, we get to see the movie backwards, but through him falling asleep all the time. There, I've never seen a movie that I didn't want to see backwards. So in this idea then, everybody is fundamentally the ultimate reality not god in a politically kingly sense but god in the sense of being the self the deep down basic whatever there is and you're all that only you're pretending you're not mm-hmm. no, i like it i like it a lot um also i feel like there's gonna be a lot of cool moments where he uh you know tension will be cut thin with a knife like, you could see the tension in the air, and then he'll just fall asleep. <laughs> no, that's the idea. Because you can't choose when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's a disease. It's narcolepsy. It's you like, can't escape from it. It's like those goats where they get, like, uh, 
super uh, the the fainting goats. Yeah, yeah. You startle them so such in a way where they uh, you know straighten their legs and then that just puts them to sleep. They just like pass out. They pass out because that's their defense mechanism. <laughs> that's because it. selective breeding can be a terrible thing that that's we do uh, to animals. That's what they call them around the station is like the possum. Because he always falls, like, he always plays dead. Yes, and then, but then he's no threat to the bad mm -hmm. guys, so they take him into their lair. Yeah, they they think he's passed out, but that's how he gets to the lair. And he's like a Trojan horse type of thing. Overhearing secrets, because he can pretend to pass out at any Mm -hmm. point. They think after a a moment or two, like, Like, oh, he's he's just asleep. He's just asleep, but he's not really. He just plays. It, that he's asleep. But sometimes he is, because he is narcoleptic. <laughs> this is also going to be raising money for narcolepsy, narcolepsy yeah. charities. Of course. And That's research. how we get the GoFundMe, is that this is all for narcolepsy research. We need more of it. Mm-hmm. Not enough knowledge. We're spreading knowledge. Right. And then, like, you know, during the premiere of the movie... We have a lot of narcoleptics, like, go see the movie, and they pass out halfway through the movie, and you're like, oh, they're so brave. Oh, my gosh. They're exposing their condition to the world. Yeah, they're not actually bored with this movie. That's their condition. Yeah, exa- <laughs> it, exactly. A lot of these people are functioning members of society. You know, they work at uh, the DMV. Yeah. The library. Yep. uh bus stops yeah you would have like if you're a narcoleptic like what would be like a good job to have where you could just fall asleep at any time sleep study oh of course yeah that's the easy one i also feel like you could mattress be, um, warehouse yeah or mattress salesman anything that had a mattress involved yeah no that that'd be good so first okay film, bit of a charity piece i bit love of it an homage to oh i like uh, it Christopher Nolan, who's a very impact, like he impacted of, me a lot in my film education. Of course, like the narcolepsy, like helps him in fact kill the like serial killer or, or apprehend him. You know? No, that's the thing is that Take it starts justice. out at the beginning. We only see the detriments of it because mm-hmm. there are and there will be throughout. We'll have a false, you know, po- yep. false negative oh, halfway this through. Is such a hindrance, but now- all that crap. Yeah, but it's. Suspense is a thriller. At I the like end, it. we realize how much of it was on purpose and how much of it actually made it so that he was the only man to do the mm-hmm. job because mm-hmm. he didn't go by the book. He slept through the book. Yep. <laughs> so All right. that's that film. That's going to be my film, Narcolepsy. Next movie. Okay, you ready for this one? Yes. This I A lot of these have been... This pitch, please, is just going to be dedicated to very influential films and creators Mm -hmm. you know because a lot of these were inspired by other projects right right this this one is going to be called seven days later oh okay and it's due the plot of it is that due to a disease outbreak that changes the chemistry of the human body every woman on earth now has her period at the exact same time oh my God. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's seven days late. We see, like, we come to the end of those seven days of when every I also woman on feel Earth like this could period. be part of the Purge series. You know, it just is. The streets are going to flow red with blood. Exactly. And what day is it? You know, is it Bloody Sunday? Well, it's a week long. That's why it's seven days. Because, like, mm, most women's periods So it's a week. A what week. week is it? The last week of the month? Or? Week of Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a Christmas film. Okay. 
Got it. So the third week of Chris, the third week of the the month, December. Right, and it only happens once a year. No, it's every month, but like it all starts at one. Like this disease mm. takes over the world in the course of like mm-hmm. two or three weeks, and so for the first time ever, every woman on Earth has her period the exact same week. Oh my God! So and that's why like, it's seven days later. So do we just not we look work? at the carnage? We just and not have wreckage. any women work that week of the the month. No, or? no, civilization is destroyed. Mm. Much like it would be with a zombie outbreak. Like a dystopian future because all the women are on their period at the same time. Oh my god. Exactly. There, there, are, there are chocolate factories that are on fire. <laughs> there, uh, uh, there's and looting. Are they, are they monsters is... all the time or just when they're on their periods? I don't know. You tell me, Daryl, are women monsters all the time or just when they're... <laughs> but like if every I woman on earth saying. was on her period for the same week and we all knew exactly when that week would be it's like that'd be horrible a zombie film but where it's temporary and it just it's not zombies so much as it is like a really heightened level of passive aggression and kind of emotionality all for reasonable reasons they're in pain they're bleeding Mm -hmm. but like everyone on earth oh my god and it's like really like irrational statements where you know you have like guys going up to their wives and they're like hey honey would you like some uh, avocado toast are you saying i'm fat yeah exactly it's be a lot of a lot of men (laughs) you knew this week was coming exactly a lot of people like boarded up in their houses like we don't even realize there's a Mm -hmm. world out there because people are just hiding at a certain point the the lead up to it too is all these like you know preparedness like from the news organizations that's like here's how to deal with a woman on her period it also happens during (laughs) the 50s so yes set in the 50s nice I like that and like there'll be like you know you get to see like the loving father who had to like board his Mm-hmm. 13 year old daughter who just got her first period up in the basement he's like I love you sweetheart she's like let me out it's like we're gonna use I need to Facebook Troy from my class and tell him what a jerk he is <laughs> and he's like sweetheart I'm gonna just shove you baloney underneath the door and that's <laughs> and but it's it's like yeah, there's he understands. Facebook in the 50s. He has to do that. Yes. Well, it it's, you know. I get it though. No, we There will be flash forwards, flashbacks. That's what they call their yearbooks. His Facebooks. Oh my god. <laughs> Good save, Daryl. Good save. I also feel like uh yeah, there's going to be a lot of um tension. This should definitely be in black and white. It's like the nuke definitely. scare like, you know, we're going to have like this like Cold War outbreak, but instead of Cold War, it's blood coming out of girls vaginas oh my god yeah and it'll be black and white but it'll be black and white in the way that like schindler's list is black and white right the only color you'll see is red all just the menstruation blood that's all you see in red no it's whatever's red yeah it's just most of it will be menstruation blood because obviously girls like in this week don't give a fuck about like cleanliness or anything like that and they just let it just just run down their legs. No, like, you, they just you, have it. you do give a fuck, but mm. like, I'm just, first of all, shit happens. You're not always prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and second of all, like, 
if this were to happen, would society collapse? I don't know. Would women be taking their menstrual blood and like drawing like the stripes on their face yes. and like fucking burning shit down? Yeah. Exactly. Who's to say? That's what this project takes us into. That's why we need to explore it through art. Yeah, it's like Mad I'm Max, an artist. but if he had a period. Yeah, and it was because of the period that he had to scavenge for oil. Yeah, it was Mad Maxine. Or Mad Maxi Pad. Okay, that's what we're. That's <laughs> Mad Maxi Pad or Seven Days Later. Okay, I don't know which we, is going to be the appropriate. <laughs> I, we might have to go with Mad Maxi Pad because that's really that's a funnier pun than the one I came up with. Yeah. Well, we've been you know talking about this movie for a minute, so you know yeah, we've yeah. had a, a a chance to have it ruminate in our heads to like get to know. Yeah. The messages behind it, the intellect, the symbolism of bitches on their period be crazy, yeah. right? Oh man, everybody loves bitches, and everybody loves dystopian futures. Why not like just combine the two? Exactly. You know, and throw in Hell some yeah. menstrual blood and elect Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got two for two. We're already making blockbusters. We are rolling in it like pimps. Yeah, exactly. So, let's go for our third pitch. What do we got? Okay, Daryl, what are your favorite... First of all, could you clink that ice louder? But I could, of all, but I don't want to. Thank you. Uh, what are your favorite competition movies? You know, oh. your drum lines, your step-ups. I love any of those two that you just mentioned. I love Bring It On. I True. also love any sports movie, really. Like, who doesn't love a sports movie? I wouldn't say I'm a huge sport nut. I don't watch sports, but I... <laughs> But you love but movies I, I about love them. sports movies. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. You're like the hot chick at Comic Con who's in the outfit mm-hmm. who's like, I mm-hmm. watched the movie, and people are like, But did you read the comic books at all? And she's like, What? Yeah, you're oh, that. This but was for a comic. That you're that, but like of like. Exactly. I'm not sure. Beast mode. What does that mean? Like I'm dressing up like Babe Ruth. But not Babe Ruth, the actual baseball player. Babe Ruth from The Babe, played by John Goodman. He ain't human, he's an animal. He's a god. The man was a legend. Yeah, pass him out to all the calls, will you, man? The legend was real. John Goodman, The Babe. I don't know that reference. <laughs> I'm younger than you are. John Goodman played The Babe in a movie. This is all taking away from my pitch because point being though let's go street competition movies i'm talking eight mile i'm talking like the cd underground step it up of course no we all do breaking breaking two electric boogaloo i love it all okay so this is my movie pitch we are following the underground back alley world of street reviewing (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's a there's an underground reviewing culture out there Hey, this one for dancing, <laughs> this one for rapping, and tell you what, where do you think your New York Times reviewers come from? They come from the streets. That's they come true. from competitive reviewing battles. That's right. That's the thing. And, and Who has the best quip that accurately describes that seared tuna? <laughs> Who has it? <laughs> so we're doing all types of reviewing. Not just food, not just movies. I mean, people pe- no, people have their specialties. That's right. the thing, is right. that there are rankings so and their specialties. So this movie's going to follow like a few reviewers, like in different types, you know, in different ways of life. 
We're going to try and focus in. We're going to focus on the community. There will be the food reviewers. I'm trying vegan fast food today because I don't really ever get fast food because there really are no vegan fast food options that are like actually good as far as I know. There will be the movie reviewers, of you course. know. Do you ever have a time when you watch a movie that's extremely popular? But you watch the movie and you really don't like it that much. You can't understand why it's so popular. Well, that happens to me too. All that and shit. Every that's the thing about like any type of artistic endeavor. There's a culture. There's a scene. There's people that are within the scene that are like the who's who of whatever they're doing. You know. And they're in an alleyway in New York and they're all standing in a circle <laughs> watching each other try to duke it out. Right, they're they're postulating their reviews in a freeform battle arena. Exactly. No, you get it. See, that's no, what it, it is. I'm talking like. So oh they all God. show up, and it's all like, wham, Nobu, and then like two battlers just show up and go like, they here's my up. review to Nobu. This is what I think of their menu options mm-hmm. and their valet service. Psh, what? Exactly. More like park at your own risk. Hey, Nobu, you know what I think of Nobu? Less soy, more sauce. Let's have some creativity, boys. Right? And then the audience is just like, soy, sauce, soy, sauce. No, exactly. Like, (laughs) that's exactly it. And it's, we're following, okay, Mm. so there's the hot shot. Mandy Patinkin. Oh, I'm thinking Patinkin. <laughs> of course you are. He's gonna. Okay. Hey, you guys thought that we weren't gonna bring up Patinkin this episode, but we did. Oh, we did because he is my muse. Yeah. No, I could see him as a surly type of reviewer in some way. Okay. Can Who I? Is he, what does he review? Can I give you my thought process idea for all of this? Yes. Yes. They have the hot. We're gonna follow movie reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be great. Like, New York Times, all that shit. And there's a hot shot, you know. He leaves all of the top-rated IMDb reviews. He leaves mm-hmm. all the top-rated Rotten Tomatoes. Yelp, right. everything. Yeah. For movies. He's just the who's who, and he runs his own website that's, like, underground. Yeah, everyone's expecting him mm-hmm. to make it. But you know what? We have an up-and-comer. Mm. Daughter of Roger Ebert. Whoa! Roberta Ebert. Roberta Ebert. Seeing Wonder Woman leap into action and those moments are very carefully placed throughout a very thoughtful and engaging story make no mistake above all wonder woman is a great story but still when she leaps into action it is something that i will never forget i love it she's also mixed gendered because his wife was black Yes. If you guys knew that. And they do now. But so, point being, and also, what if she has the same, like, degenerative, like, disease as him, where, like, she loses her, her job we're gonna, or something? That'll be the follow-up film. Oh, okay. That's, we're trying to make it okay, happy Okay, so we got, our, we got a but, mix. We have a half-black, half-white, sexy woman that's coming up, reviewing she has movies. raw talent, She's but it's seen not movies home. that it's where nobody's, home. like, nobody is like, what the hell? Where did you see that movie? And she's like, it was in this festival that like 50 people attended. And I was the 49th person. She has it in her blood. 
And then, obviously, her reviews are just spot on. Ironically, watching Ralph Breaks the Internet is a lot like spending time on the actual Internet. You see some amazing things. You see some pretty good things. You see some meh things. And then there are some things you wish you'd never seen. No, they are. But she. But that's the thing, is that they're too wild. They're too big. She hasn't mm. honed her talent. She's and raw and And she, like, and burns young. bridges. Like, she, like, you know. Exactly. Like, calls out certain, like. Uh, actors and certain like you know cinematographers and oh, they're like yeah. what you can't say that this person sucks they're beloved but she calls it like it is point being though it's her she's the up and comer and yeah. then we have the old time pro who is you know on his way to the yep. top but she's a threat to him and you know who else is there Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin. He's who's, the old soul he's the guy he's that's the just soul. been there he, already established the dude that's He's just a- tried and true. Hey, movie fans. Welcome to Movie Review Talk for Collider. I'm your host. Every week, we review the new movies. We review a streaming film for something you might have missed. We review something that's new on Blu-ray for something you might have missed. And here is the beauty of it all. Spoiler-free zone. No spoilers. No spoilers. Exactly. And he's the guy who never quite made it himself. Right, right, he right. never quite. He but he knows everything right. about these street review like, battles. It's just like Roger Ebert. In my vision, Roger Ebert and uh, who's the father of the protagonist, Mandy Patinkin isn't the same. Like, Mandy never got in the papers. Like, he, like, had, like, a brief flash of glory in the papers. Couple of, like, big hitting Mm -hmm. articles. Mm -hmm. Never went anywhere. He's jaded. He's old. But yesterday's news. Exactly. He's at these street competitions and he sees something. Mm. In this girl, Roberta. he sees something in yeah. her, and he is like, you have a gift. Yep. And she's like, what are you talking about, Mandy Patinkin? I'm just doing this for fun. And then he's like, no, you could literally change the reviewing landscape. You could change the world you of could how change people the... read reviews yep. for movies. And, he, and she's basically like, what... But then, like, he starts training her. Like, this is going to be like a Rocky montage no, type I love thing. It. I love it. Like, that's like, this is what it's all about, though. And we We've see never other had a movie touch on this subject. No, it's because we have all the different street movies, but we don't have. Like, this is like. Who else is coming up in the world? The reviewers of Save those the last street dance? activities. What was that one with? What's her face? I Julia Styles. Oh. Save the last dance or some shit like that where, like, she asked a black guy to, like, teach her how to dance. What happened? You just woke up one morning and decided to waste your talent? How do you know I have talent? Just because you saw me do some stupid leg trick? I saw the look on your face when you did it. Same as I saw tonight. <laughs> Goofy happy. So if you're going to tell me something about not dancing, at least tell me something real. But what if I don't want it to be real? Pro- uh, that seems offensive, but okay. Yeah, it was it was cool because she was also attracted to him, and they made out a couple times in the rain. There anyway, I feel like Mandy Patinkin needs to make out with someone in the rain in this movie. But also, like, it, I feel like that'd be a major age gap between the two. The well, way not, that I'm seeing it, no, it's so more not, of a mentorship with those two. No, because it's it's not sexual. It's respect. What if we're like, how about it's it's a, like her mom or something. So the mom See, I don't want it to up. be the mom, though. I want it... It's because familial... I'm just trying to think of somebody age-appropriate for Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> no, I agree. And also, what like... What about a teacher? 
but that's a like a school counselor or some shit like that. Yeah, no, like a teacher who teaches like film theory in exactly. college is yeah. a professor at a community college, not yeah. too high above her grade. Because she's taking classes in school, she's thinking that she's gonna be like a screenwriter, but she also has these reviews on the side. Yeah, and but, that's actually going to take her places. No, but that's the thing, is that she had high hopes as well, just like yeah. Mandy did. And she ended up being a community college teacher, and she was disappointed oh. by it. But then he, like, they meet up by chance because she's advising the main character on yes. movies and shit. Yes. And then Mandy's just like, oh, hey, you know, I'm just here to pick her up to take her to the latest review battle. The and, review battle, yes. And then the teacher... Which is a thing in this world. And then the teacher's like, oh, my God. Are you Richard Smith or whatever? And he's like, Mm -hmm. huh? Like, yeah, how did you? And she's like, your reviews changed my life. No shit. I loved them. They made me want to do yep. what I ended up doing. Yep. And, like, you were my hero. This is going to be I a always... great movie. This is going to be an amazing movie. It will. And not only that, but I feel like this is a movie that anybody can relate to. I think we can all relate to street reviewing. Yeah. <laughs> And the urge to prove yourself. Yeah, but also have that mentor and have that person in your life that is like, yo, you had this path, but also, why not try a different way? Like, you can still... Like, let me guide you. We're not trying to say give up your dream, but why not tweak your dream a little? Or like, except, like, I've been down that road, it didn't work out for me, but... Mm -hmm. I know a lot about the bumps on the way, and yep. I can pass some of that on. Daryl? Yeah. This Darryl? is going to be an Oscar movie. No, this is going to be like, it's going to be an Oscar movie, it's going to be in 3D, it's going to be a lot of things. <laughs> like, I'm very excited no, I'm for this 4D. one. Like, it, the- I'm also thinking 4D, but like, fucking corporate America, you know, you never okay, know. Okay, so, but, what were you going to say? I was just going to say some pretty great movies, right? Yeah. You would go and see all of them, right? I, I literally want to see every movie you've pitched. Every I movie you've pitched. I want to see all of them, too, except <laughs> for one or two where I kind of phoned it in. Even then, I would still be like, well, I'll watch it on Netflix, at least. Like, Which, I don't need to have to like be in a theater for it. That's true, but fun fact, we're going to go outside of the movie theater, explore other realms Whoa. of creative development in the next episode so guys stay tuned because this is not the last pitch please nope it isn't okay guys tune in whenever i put this out Uh, I was hiking with a buddy of mine, and we were talking about, I don't remember if they still have these. I mean, they still do them, like porno ads that pop up while you're watching porn, like little video clips, and there's yes. one for <laughs> facial abuse. Don't watch these it was titties. Called, watch these titties. Yeah, it was called facial abuse. It was just this girl just getting, like, the biggest dick jammed down her throat, and her, like, mm-hmm. she's all mm-hmm. teary-eyed, and, like, her mascara's running. And I remember, remember so my hot. friend going, like, I'm just trying to watch two consenting adults have sex, and this shit just pops up, and it's like, what do you want me to do? 
stop and go rescue her? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> I could never really turn it into a bit, though. Yeah, there is a lot of ads for, like, very aggressive stuff. Yeah, it's it's super uncomfortable, most of it, too. It's all abusy. It's like, why do you want me to see this stuff, too? Like, I understand, okay, it's there for people that want to find it out. Sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, why force it upon me? Like, I don't want to watch yeah, no one's clown ever... porn or whatever. <laughs> no one's ever been convinced to watch a video of a woman getting the cock the size of my forearm jammed down her throat. That's just something you like or you don't. I think that's how you get into the fetish itself. It's like, you know, you start watching like this cheerleader video and then you're about to come and then suddenly some pop-up shows up for clown porn and you're like, oh, no, uh, and then you come well, to the clown like porn. Now. Yep, now I guess I like clowns. Hmm. Like, how do you get into the fetish? Like, how do you stumble across like... I think you're, you're just kind of... Like uh, the way the glaciers move, just little time and pressure. You just are looking for something more. <laughs> yeah, I think you're uh, You're like, well, I can't just get off to uh, BJ's anymore. Now it's going to be BJ's where the dude balances his beer on her head. And, oh, I can't get off that anymore. Now it's going to be BJ's beer on the head while yep. he's also doing his taxes or something. It just kind of like escalates. Nice. Yeah, there was a... Uh... I'm still good with the, uh, the, uh, primary. the primary colors of porn still work pretty good on me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that hard to like get you shouldn't be mm -mm, you shouldn't you shouldn't i mean i think in life you shouldn't be picky about food you probably shouldn't be picky about porn it's it's i don't think these girls barely even get paid anymore so you know you should just appreciate that they're in it for the love of the game well i think a lot of the models now or the models that's very sweet of you (laughs) i mean the the porn model Mm -hmm. like those are more like like the way youtube pays their you know contributors oh, yeah yeah i guess where it's just you're yeah. not necessarily like getting paid to produce the movie you're getting paid for how many views it gets or whatever that's true i saw this recently this girl in porno was just like slurping a dude off and she was jerking him off and she had faith tattooed on her wrist mm. <laughs> I was like you're gonna need a lot more honey she's a big george michael fan yeah or maybe i think i talked about it on uh, i might have talked about it on um you're such a sex in the city podcast i don't remember mm. we got a little saucy yeah we do tend to get a little drunk on that episode or that podcast in that life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i tend to uh I, i'm not gonna say i haven't drank on this show but i tend to not drink as much well it on is this show. like three in the afternoon it's so. true and we do have it's 301 like, oh i'm good we do have comedy to do later as well we do have to like muscle our way through an open mic mm-hmm speaking of which uh you host your own show not even an open mic it's a full-on with with real comedians i do that get paid do you want to talk about that a little bit no (laughs) (laughs) next question okay (laughs) uh yes i do i i host a co-host a show called bear grenade every third thursday at the sycamore tavern in hollywood california yeah and i started with a buddy of mine eric friedman um yeah and basically 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 it's uh we wanted to put together a show that it's comics we really like and or people we know are great. Like we wanted to just have a really well curated show. And so you get that, some pretty decent names. Yeah. Um, we had Whitney Cummings drop in on our first one, which was pretty huge and that helped us out a lot. Yeah. Um, we've had Theo Vaughn there. We uh, had Drew Lynch come through. Sweet. Yeah. And Sam uh, Tripoli. Sam Tripoli was on our first show, too. He ran 30 fucking minutes at the, uh, the end of the show because he had his half hour coming up. Uh, next month, we're going to have, hopefully, Adam Ray, yeah. Brad Williams. Hell there's, yeah. there's talk of Adam Devine, and then Kyle Kinane. Hell yeah. My favorite. Uh, Dave Stone, then local legend Scott Blacks, and uh, Punky Johnson. It's going to be a sweet lineup. It's going to be a barn burner. 
murderer's row of comics. But yeah, like we just we there's a lot of shows where in um, LA you just see the same people getting up over and over and over and over. And we really wanted to make it like we wanted, you know, obviously more popular comedians, but we wanted people we think are very talented and people we look up to. Like if it was basically like if you could put on your dream show kind of thing. And it's a lot easier than you think because comics, <laughs> a lot of comics are still extremely humble and will say yes and come out. And Well, if you, you know, give them a little bit of money and say, hey, do you want to do as much time as you want? A little bit of money. You're sweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or do you just want stage time? Yeah, we uh, we have a guy come by. Uh, oh, God damn it. I should know what they're called. I'll look it up when we take a break. We'll edit all this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a uh, guy come by, company, a weed company, and he drops off uh, weed pens and uh, what do you call those things? The little the cartridges? Yeah. The so vape comics cart- usually walk, or, mm-hmm. uh, walk away with some free weed swag, which is nice. There you go. And I, I'm not saying that. All comics are straight edge, but I'm, I'm sure you're, it's not hard to find those. It's get. like a 99% take rate. <laughs> and then we have people like, I don't smoke, but my roommate does. Right. And it's hard to pass up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it got me smoking weed again. So hey It's nice because you can just get a little high. You don't have to go full on uh, other dimensions. Sure, wreck your yeah. whole day high. You can just get like high for 30 minutes. Those vape pens do have a, a different uh, potency. Yeah, you can adjust it too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um. So do you get starstruck or do you get uh, kind of nervous when you're talking to guys that are, you know, clearly at a different level? Yeah, sometimes. Um, there's certain comics like I just, like Theo Vaughn, when I met him, I'm like, I don't care. It, it was fine. Whitney Cummings, right. I met her on stage because I was hosting. And I, that didn't really phase me much. But if like uh, Patton Oswalt came in, mm-hmm. I would I would just be tripping all over myself. Like, oh, I, I, you love me. I mean, I love you. Mr. Oswalt, should I call you? Is that okay? Patton? Patton? Mr. Patton? Mr. Patton Oswalt? <laughs> I have so many opinions on your wife dying. Yeah. I hope it's okay that we can I, talk about it. I didn't even want to bring it up. I shouldn't have brought it. Oh, stupid. stupid. God damn it. Start slamming my head on the wall. <laughs> um, I'll be pretty uh, dumb sounding for Kyle Kinane next month, even though I've met him before. Yeah. And we've like exchanged emails and stuff for the show. Like, <laughs> it's just that there's there's certain people will I will get starstruck for, but then, uh, you know, most comics you meet them. I, I think I think I've been in comedy long enough now that, and I've met enough comedians that a little bit of the the glow is gone. Mm-hmm. It's not as sparkly as it used to be. I feel like too, if you do meet them at a show, and especially if you're on the show or you're hosting the show, it's like you're more of an equal in this moment. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I they, should be meeting to, meeting them and talking to them and being fine like this. I'm supposed to be here. He's supposed to be here. It's not just like you're a fan going, hey, can I get your autograph? I like you a lot. It is very weird um, having famous or, you know, excuse me. Man, I'm burpy. It is weird having famous comics come to you and ask you like, um, so how much time do you want me to do? Yeah. Or um, where's the light? And it's like, oh, fuck. I, sorry, I was busy admiring you. <laughs> I guess I have a job to do. That does help that you're, you're, you are working. So it kind of takes away a little bit of that... Um, those butterflies. Do you ever do uh, private shows or any type of like where you're doing like, you know, somebody asks you, hey, I want you to perform at my cousin's birthday or no, whatever. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm a glorified open micer. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I have, um, I did, a friend of mine asked me to do 10 minutes at his wedding, which mm-hmm. I was like, that's a horrible idea. So yes, yes I will. <laughs> How'd that go? Um, it went fine. I kept it real tame. You didn't go into the porno bits? No, I... <laughs> It went on, like they. I don't think no one expected it. 
and it what time was it during the wedding it was like during the reception well yeah it was after all the speeches (laughs) i was just like (laughs) right before the i do's it's yeah but but first before we put the yeah but before here's some (laughs) hot opinions about modern music with with rob zorf i do with trump guys (laughs) oh this was a few years ago uh yeah, it it went about as well as you'd think comedy yeah. at a wedding went, and everyone was very gracious and and very sweet about it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think it was a good idea going into it, but I was like, I'm not going to say no. Mm-hmm. My friend asked me, but I got a girl's did number out do, of it, which was kind of cool. Did you do any bits about the the bride and groom, or like? Yeah, I, I roasted him up like a te- very <laughs> tiny bit. Like I roast, yeah. I like kind of made fun of him a little bit and his groomsmen, who I've known for years. You know, just very like gloves on, very mm-hmm. light stuff because. The one thing I was like, I was like, I'm not going to chance anything. I've, and um, then I told a story about a wedding I went to where I met a drunk pilot and all this dumb stuff. And That's sweet. I got in and out. It was fine. Got some laughs. And uh, didn't ruin the wedding. Hmm. Which uh, yeah, you was the main goal. It was not <laughs> ruin the wedding. <laughs> I want them to relive the story of like, it was going great until this stand-up comedian came on stage. All this fucker in, a, uh, in suspenders came up and mm-hmm. started talking about Some... how big a cunt my fiance <laughs> or my wife is. And I was, started you know, hitting on my mother-in-law. What the fuck? It was an experience. I would never do it again, though. Never. Right. I always, if, if I'm ever a best man, I'm not going to even like make my speech funny. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to just play it straight Keep it straight to the heart yeah yeah that that's always a plus don't like, take away from them mm-mm. i think that would almost be harder than like just stand-up comedy because it's like yeah you're trying to like create a joke in a setting that probably shouldn't get a joke like you don't need it to be jokey no i um i've seen i i think in my personal opinion some of the best wedding speeches i've seen given are the ones that are under a minute because mm-hmm. a everyone's gonna remember that it's under a minute there's not a lot of information b you're forced to be very um, uh, concise. Yep. And see, I feel like when you put, like, if you're like, I got to keep this short but good, you're really going to think it out. So, yeah, I think, yeah, you just need to, like, come up with a couple of cool, like, quotes from, you know, Mark Twain or whatever <laughs> and call it a day. <laughs> the, uh, man, uh, if you're listening and you've got a maid of honor speech coming up, girls, I'm sorry, but, like, we don't need your whole backstory as Mm-mm. friends. We've been together for like 15 years, and, and I can't remember like when it's never yeah. been fun. Oh my god! And remember that night at Mister Lucky's when you met him. <laughs> and and I get it, women. Uh, you you have so many emotions that like you want to get out. Yeah. But uh, keep it to like a minute, two minutes. Hit the hit some good points, and then just back away. I also like it when they call them like some sort of bitch or he's uh, such a big cunt. But I love you. <laughs> I've never I've never heard a C bomb dropped at a wedding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, or like you're my rock. You're my you're my strength when I need it. You're my bridge over troubled waters. <laughs> and du- dudes, oh god, guys always say too much too. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro. Oh man, yeah, it's so crazy. We used to like fucking beer bong, uh, vodka, and then go fuck sluts. But look at you now, you found like the best slut. Yeah. Love you, Jennifer. <laughs> Although, oh, 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 I went to I so I went to a friend's wedding, um, lady friend, and she married an English guy, mm-hmm. and his best man. Well, first of all, came up and speaking with a British accent, so you're winning right off the bat. Of course. And he gave a pretty, it was like a very run-of-the-mill, it was a little silly speech. It's like Hugh Grant. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to drag you from your delicious desserts. Uh, there are just one or two little things I feel I should say as best man. This is only the, the second time I've, I've ever been a best man. I, 
I hope I did the job all right that time. The couple in question are at least still talking to me. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, they're, they're not actually um, talking to each other. The, the, the divorce came through a couple of months ago. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it had absolutely nothing to do with me. Yeah, and at the end, uh, he I, I was pretty drunk, but he did this whole thing about like the keys to his pants or something like that. Like he made a mm. joke about it and, and we laughed and he's like, yeah, over the years, uh, he's given away the key to a lot of ladies. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Uh. He's given, and he's like, and every like everyone's like heart dropped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, is this guy really fucking saying this right now? <laughs> and he goes, he's like, if you're out there and Andrew's given the key to you, can you please return it now? And he had passed out like, 20 keys to, uh. to wedding guests which was funny as hell so all these girls like grandmas came up and were like putting them in this hat and then at the end this one dude came up and like put it in there so he rescued this speech yep. I mean like he knew what he was doing of he course. didn't rescue it and like it was just perfect he brought everyone down so hard and then we just shot right back up <laughs> and uh, that might have that might have been the best one I've ever seen he, might, he dropped the mic and just oh four bridesmaids yeah and actually at my friend's my friend's wedding his um, bride's sister gave a really hilarious speech and then she brought in a choir to sing a song that she wrote which was insanity (laughs) yeah wow that's nuts yeah i was like is this woman married because if she's not i'm i'm locking her down but she (laughs) she is married unfortunately (laughs) well hey hopefully uh you know there is divorce laws out there no i her husband and i are buddies now he's actually really cool oh that sucks even more i mean yay (laughs) for them yeah no he's cool as shit i was like forget about her you're you're a homie Mm mm-hmm I uh, recently got invited to a, a private event. It's next week. Oh boy! And, and when um, you say private event, is this for comedy? Yeah, this uh, girl hit me up. Um, she saw me at an uh, open mic, thought huh. I was funny, <laughs> and then was like, "Hey, my uh, my sister is having a birthday party next week. You should come do it." No, you shouldn't. But like, do it for the story. Yep. So Where's it at? Somewhere, some house in Huntington Beach. Oh boy! Yeah. So, and it's just gonna be me. And I totally asked her, like, well, how many minutes do you want me to do? And she's like, just uh, whatever. Just do as long as you want. How old is your sister? They're turning 25. Oh, God. This is going to go so poorly. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but whatever. Is she paying you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She said there's going to be money. And she's Booze. like, oh, and there's going to be food and, yeah, drinks there and blah, blah, blah. And you it, can, is it like a fa- is it family or is it going to just be all like I'm 25? assuming. But there's probably going to be a lot of friends. You yeah. Know, so not, talk just, about abortion and say cunt a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh. I went into that Taylor Swift bit or whatever, and she's like, yeah, do that. Like, do is super, like, filthy. Like, you can go as, like, adult as you want. And I'm like, all right. Mm. <laughs> cunts last, it is. Famous last words. <laughs> you guys ever talk about cunts, cunts to on, your cunts mom? On, cunts. <laughs> cunts, 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 cunts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm just going to drop the N-word with yeah. the hard R, just non Just at the end. For, <laughs> just, like, to punctuate everything. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck with that. I think, I mean, you'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fun. And If uh, anything, you can leave and they'll never see you again. I feel like they're, they'd probably, it's going to be probably the same as, because uh, I've done a few proms as well. What? Yeah. I got hired by this uh, this this party planner that I used to do uh, deal cards with. Um, they started, like, when I told them, like, hey, I was, I'm doing comedy or whatever. If you ever need, like, a stand-up comedian or whatever, like, let me know. And, like, two or three years, like, or at least a good year and a half went by and nothing but then like they hit me up this last like party season and i did two proms and how did those go 
horrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't imagine that's... Are we, did they, like, put you in, like, a separate room or something? Yes. Okay, because I remember at prom there was, like, a hypnotist. Mm-hmm. And a... That's what I was opening for. Oh, okay. Yeah, or get your handwriting analyzed. They would have, like, a... They had three comics do ten minutes each, and then they'd have a hypnotist do, like, you know, another half hour, 45 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever. And then there'd be two shows. I don't even think I... I think I just danced all through prom. Mm-hmm. I think I don't even know if I ate. To be fair, the only m- people we were doing jokes to were the all the people that were there going stag oh, God. and all of the chaperones. Oh god. Do you remember your prom? Did you go? Hell yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I went to a couple proms. I went to like my girlfriend's prom mm-hmm. and then your prom. My prom, yeah. Mine prom. It was tight. Uh prom was pretty like fun, but I I I it, uh I think it just like happened and was done so quick. Mm-hmm. I was like I don't get what the whole Oh, you know what though? I got um, we we rented a party bus. I got on, and my date had smuggled white rum nice. and, a, and a water bottle, and a, we got a little little drunk before we mm-hmm, went in. Mm-hmm. It probably helped it go by. And by the end of the like, I was done by the end. Of it. I was so danced out and just exhausted. Yep, yep, yeah. Mine was, was pretty uh, right out. Pretty traditional. It was yeah the same thing. Like a little bit of drinking, some limo riding, some a lot of dancing. And then a little, you know, third base action at the end. Nice. I, yeah, I remember I uh, we went back to my, because my parents are assholes. They're like everyone was going to a hotel party. Like, no, but your date could come here. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking thanks. You guys could play Scrabble with us. And then we, well, I mean, they were asleep. We watched Kings of Comedy. Mm-hmm. And we were both like passing out. Like I, I was just so exhausted. Yep. And uh, I just drove her home. But everyone's like, oh yeah, fucking fucked on prom. And I'm like, fucking how? Where was the energy <laughs> for that? Yeah, I remember. Um, I hooked up with my prom date after we we went to this like you know I want to say a Norms or a Denny's or mm-hmm. some shit like that after, and then it was next to the beach. So then we walked on the beach and then hooked up underneath the light life tower. Ooh, the lifeguard tower Fucking was sexy where boo-boo. all the sex came. Oh from. yeah, what, yeah. What, what city was this in? HB. Oh, I mean the prom was located in HB, but you know I was from Placentia. Oh okay. Yep. Yeah, they they don't allow dancing in Placentia, do they? Nope, it's like Footloose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our problem is at the Skirball Center up in the. Uh, Isn't that always the case though? Is that like you always have the the venue be somewhere way away from like where the school is located? Yeah, or whatever? Like, it's it's funny how that works. We had a big ass school, and I think they could afford to uh, put us somewhere nice. Where did you go to school? Long Beach Poly. Yeah, so what, what? just down the street. And then you go to the Skirball Center. That's like yeah. fifty. That's an hour away from school. I. Th- <laughs> I think my theory is that I th- there's probably something that has to do with drunk driving or who knows that maybe yeah. it, it prevents it because then you have to get a limo or I don't know. I think but, that's the thing. It's that they want people to take limos. They, it's like, oh yeah, it's part of the experience. Don't Uber like, to prom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or you know what? Knowing Long Beach Poly has got a pretty prestigious alumni roster, not including myself. Um, there's probably someone worked at the Skirball Center. Or no, someday something. they're going to ask you to come back and give oh, I a hope. speech. Oh, man, I hope so bad. Well, Long Beach, they put so much like emphasis on all these famous <laughs> alumni and athletes and everyone who came out of Poly that you're like, fuck, I better do something. <laughs> what would be your grad speech? Would you try to put jokes into that? My grad speech would be like... <sighs> you know, your, your I hope, commencement speech for all the coming seniors that just graduated 2018. They're like... Hmm. Robert, what would I need you to? What would be my my little bit of wisdom I would impart on them? Yep, I would say, don't take things too seriously, guys. You have plenty of time to do that. Also, don't be an idiot. That's it. That's that's it. It's your four line speech. That's a four line speech, and then I would uh, and then I would like walk away.
Mm-hmm. And then come back. And also, wear a condom. I don't know what the fuck I would say to a bunch of eighteen-year-olds that would, would, no. uh, would they would remember or take to heart. They'd be like, "I'm wearing one right now." Yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> what would it, I'm trying to think? What would an eight, what would you could tell an eighteen-year-old me, and it would probably have an impact. I maybe like don't go to college. No. Do what you're doing. Do what you're passionate for right now. Just find it. Put it online. You're gonna get a million followers. Peace. Yeah, I would. T- I would tell eighteen-year-old me to like pursue your interests and don't mm. just get fucking hammered and have that be your interest is just getting drunk mm-hmm. i'd probably be like oh yeah you know that thing stand up you like yeah you can just kind of go mess around with that now yep i wish not wait till you're 26 i wish somebody told me you could do stand up right out of high school <laughs> instead of yeah, or in high school mm-hmm. as my friend olivia did um yeah i think i would tell them just like if you're into something just go chase after it yep don't don't just sit on your ass and um wait for the world to turn i like that yeah and then have it end with some sort of like will smith quote or something like that and i'd I'd end it with something real deep like if it smells like salmon keep on jamming (laughs) if it smells like trout pull it out (laughs) which to this day makes no (laughs) sense but it's just a disgusting (laughs) silly quote yeah was that from will smith i think i think that he said that in uh will smith's letters to the corinthians or Okay, let's get into a segment that I like to call Inside the Comics Studio. Oh, you got a comic coming? Yeah. Tight. I, I got some questions for him. Or her. Is, uh, yeah, we. I just do this from time to time. When I say time to time, I mean... Every episode? Every episode. I have done the show before, Daryl. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I like that you have a red light over there in the corner in case someone's running long. You mm-hmm. just yank that thing. <laughs> I do. I do have a light for this. Is that what you? Uh, is that what uh, your lady puts on when you're taking too long? Mm-hmm. Nice. Wrap, like, wrap it up. It up. <laughs> Finish up. Okay. First question: If you could make up a geometric shape, what would it be called, and what would it be? A squaggle doodlum, and it would be the shape of the end tips of my beard. Okay. So just a bunch of like dots. It would. It would look. It would be like if you just could trace my beard around my face that would be a squaggle doodlum okay yeah cool i think that would be <laughs> pretty specific that's almost like a, a million-sided geometric yeah th- 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 it's, it's almost infinite i yeah. would say and everyone has their own <laughs> their own squaggle well, I mean, doodle squaggle doodlum i mean if you have a beard you get one you would have one right yeah so my squaggle it's, it's basically the silhouette of your of your facial hair uh standalone Okay, like one of those, uh, like if you're drawing it in a, a 3D uh, rendering modeler. Yeah, like uh, like uh, the late great Arlen Pillay used to uh, grow his beard out, then cover it in um, hairspray, and then carefully clip it off and put it on a little stand, so it was just this freestanding beard. Whoa. That's what it would be. <laughs> I would do that. Hell yeah. Okay, next question. What is your favorite joke that never gets a laugh? Oh, um... Like all of <laughs> my favorite joke that gets a, a laugh is one I used to try to do about um, peeing next to a dude with like a monster hog, 
and me looking over and thinking it's a snake, like it's going to swallow my dick and crawl around with it, bulging inside of it. <laughs> you can see that not working. Yeah, there's a whole bit about, like, I've been, like, talking about, there's this whole thing about exploring my body and doing art with my ball sack, and mm. it leads up to it. It's just so, it's very me in a nutshell, but at the same time, it makes no sense, and is there's no punchlines. And it's and it's not funny, but I fucking love it, and I think about it every day. Like, oh, I should work on this. <laughs> we'll make a punchline out of it, you know. I, I know I should. I try not. I've, I've got enough things talking about my dick, so it's true. Yeah. Next question: If hell exists, what would you like to hear Satan say to you? <laughs> um, don't worry, dude. We're cool. <laughs> yeah, and then he just fist bumps you. And yeah, and he's like, hey, I got, I've got a. Got PS4 over in the uh, trailer <laughs> over there, because I feel like I feel like uh, Satan has to come over to hell in like a weird kind of like uh, portable trailer kind of thing. Like he works mm. weekends there, like he was a construction worker right. or something like that. <laughs> he's living in the security trailer. Yeah, he's over there. Like there's a whole like uh, ground control site. Mm-hmm. But then we're, you know he sometimes just goes over back to like the cooler parts of hell where he lives. We're big a we're doing a lot of remodeling down here. Yeah, we're uh, you know, but here's where I'm hanging out while we're doing that. Yeah, just just make yourself at home. Yeah, there's uh, some warm Modelo in the fridge. There's some there's some sweet uh, liquor that my demons brewed up from <laughs> the tears of the unholy. So uh, like have it. at it, and uh, we have Slayer on tap. <laughs> that sounds like a not bad idea. Like I like Hell Iron. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I feel like if, uh, uh, Hell is just. Uh, the attitude you bring to it, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Next question: What sexual position will you never try again? Uh, um, does it count as a sexual position of being choked? Yeah. Not a fan. Okay, being or receive like receiving being, and be, giving. No, receiving. Hey, okay. uh, if a girl wants me to choke her, okay, I'll do that for you. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was dating a girl who was really liked it, was really liked it, who was really into it. I was like, maybe there's something to it. So I asked her to uh, choke me, and about 10 seconds in, I was just like, well, this isn't for me, and thank you for your time. <laughs> well, also, yeah, I mean, she how she's a dainty person. I don't think she could really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it just kind of was annoying. But I'm good. I don't think I need that. Yeah, I don't need that in my many, life either. Too nah. many famous people. I mean, I, I feel like... I'm already pretty good. Like when it, when you're just having sex with me, like that's yeah. Like, I don't need help coming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm set. Okay, next question: What profession would you like to see abolished? Ooh, it's a tricky one. I can only choose one. Yeah, just like tomorrow, there's no more of these. Like it's not like we kill the people that just that job doesn't exist anymore. I'm gonna go with. Uh, political talking heads. Oh, just no more people talking about the news online or in the media. Yeah, I, I mean, we would lose shows like The Daily Show, yeah. but at the same time, we would get rid of like all the Sean Hannitys and Rachel Maddow. Yeah, I, I don't think they do anything good for the collective nope. intelligence of the people. Even the ones I agree with, I don't think it's, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's um, responsible. And yeah, I they're just it, bringing a lot of fear, not necessarily news. Yeah, and and no one has ever convinced, been convinced of anything through something like that or through a bumper sticker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd get rid of political bumper stickers too. <laughs> the the manufacturers they just can't make. Yeah, bumper stickers no one anymore. no one's ever seen like a Make America Great Again bumper sticker and been like, oh okay, oh I was I, think I, I was will. A, I was a total bleeding heart liberal, but I saw that and I was like, oh you got a point there. You know what? Maybe we should coexist. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe we should coexist. That was a good one. <laughs> well, 
What would Eddie do? Mm-hmm. Or no, Eddie would go. Whatever the fuck. Surf. <laughs> no, it's bullshit. what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Eddie would go. What would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, man, I've there's just too many. <laughs> I miss the classics, though. Yeah, like the Calvin Peanut stuff. Yeah. Or... I saw Bad Cop No Donut mm-hmm. the other day, and ah, I was like, oh, yeah. man, what a classic. Mm-hmm. You probably get pulled over a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I also, uh, I'm always a fan of like you know the the vanity license plate covers. Yeah, like the, the I'm one not that's spoiled. like spoiled grandma just loves me. And mm-hmm. That stupid shit. My other ride is a blonde or something like that. <laughs> yeah, ask gas or grass. Mm-hmm. Some of those are funny. Yep, can't go wrong with the those. Classics. Totally up the resale value of your car. Too. Oh, 100 percent. Okay, so next question: What celebrity would you like to be mistaken for? Oh. um... I would like to be mistaken for... I mean, there's the, the knee-jerk reaction of Brad Pitt. Sure. Who, who doesn't want to be that fucking pussy smasher. Yeah, I think girls even want to be mistaken yeah. for him. Yeah, I, I've i said many times if Brad Pitt wanted to fuck, I'd be like, yeah, you're probably better looking than 90% of the women <laughs> on this planet, so, like, let's party. I guess we should. Uh, if I had to be mistaken for any celebrity, I don't know. That's that's a tough question because do I want to be mistaken for their body of work and then the person realizes oh it's not right or is him? it or is it like a scenario where if someone was drunk enough I could pretend to be them all night right so who I think is really man I think it'd be pretty cool to be Slash get mistaken <laughs> for Slash yeah because I feel like he's timeless <laughs> and they you'd have to wear a wig baby yeah oh most definitely <laughs> but I think being mistaken for Slash would be pretty cool because he represents just a lot of things yeah I could see you wearing a top hat. Boy, howdy, would I? <laughs> if I had hair on this head, I wish I had hair like Slash. I'm not gonna lie. When I had when I had more hair, I wore it long, and boy, did I look dumb. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, I guess we already maybe found it, but I'll ask it still. Uh, what is your best impression? Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely the Hank Hill one. <laughs> do you do any impressions of your like family or any like other uh, people? Let's see, who else? Doesn't have to necessarily be a celebrity. I do. I have a few friends that it just wouldn't make sense to do here, but the Hank Hill one is one I've been cultivating for. Because uh, I do like years. voices, even though they're not like a cel- like it's not an impression, but it's like yeah, this is an impression of my my neighbor or my you know principal, and it just is a funny voice. Yeah, I, I do one of my friend Tom just to annoy the shit out of him. That's it's not even necessarily accurate. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what makes people even more mad is if you're doing an impression of them that doesn't even necessarily sound like, <laughs> like them. I don't even sound like that. Yeah, like, yeah, you do. You sounded like this. Yeah, and like, what the fuck? No, I don't. Or if yeah, when you when you start when you start hammering in something on someone that's not funny too, mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. just kind of keep hammering them with it, that that usually gets the best reaction. But the Hank Hill one for sure. Yeah, I've had a few over the years. I can't think of, uh, off the top of my head of any though. So we'll stick with old uh, Henry Hill. I've just started trying to do a uh, Sir Ian McKellen or. Uh, Gandalf it's been working do it I, I say have you ever heard of a wizard it sounds like a uh, fucking hobbit <laughs> sounds like a Tom Waits uh, B-side <laughs> slightly <laughs> yep yep the world is just an illusion that's pretty good <laughs> it's not bad I, I don't I, have the I, headphones on so I don't get I know, the whole uh, I gotta like I can't like project it yet like it's totally like <laughs> it's like too airy for me like I gotta like I had a point in time where I really before comedy where I wanted to do voiceover work and so I um, I was like well I should learn how to do a couple impressions just as like a way to practice and I think the one I like honed in on was trying to do like an Owen Wilson I don't remember why maybe it was one of the mm. DVDs I had but I never got much further than just wow 
Yeah, that's you know, the micro wow. impression. <laughs> yeah, massage oils and a book on tantra. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't get it for the wow. life of me, and I was like, yeah. this is not for me. There's a few characters that you can, and I don't even do have like one. a good voice for <laughs> for advertising or anything like that. I've listened, I'm doing my podcast. I listen to my voice almost every day, and I hate it. And I'm like, oh, who the fuck wants to hear that weird bullshit? Right? Somebody does. Yeah, hopefully. Speaking of podcast, if you were to create a podcast, <laughs> what mm. would it be called? Um, uh, it would be called. Uh, kooky stories from wilderness <laughs> <laughs> that was what you were gonna call it oh man i didn't even know what to call it so i have a podcast tales from the outside which daryl and april uh, came on and were my drunkest guest yet yeah we had a lot of fun basically i bring in it's pretty much just been all comedians and uh they tell me crazy stories or you know weird funny stories of stuff that have happened to them outdoors and when i say outdoors i use that broadly it's anything from you got drunk in the park to you you know kayaked in uh Antarctica kind mm-hmm. of thing. Anywhere in between there. But uh, it took me a minute to try to figure out a name. And I don't know. Tales from the Outside just came. I'm like, that's pretty solid. I'm sticking with that. Yeah, I like TFTO, it. TFTO, baby. All Episode right. eight? Yeah. I think I put up today with Miss Olivia Grace. Sweet. Definitely check it out, guys. Get on that shit, you fucks. Next question. Can you make a fart noise? Oh, d- I thought there was going to be like a with a... I can make like all sorts of fart noise. I can do like the classic. Oh man, I'm not good at it anymore. Uh-oh. I can do that. I can do like yeah. a... Mm-hmm. I like those. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if I can still do my armpit. That's a... Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I still got it. I still got a little bit. Of like a... That's more of a humping sound. Yeah, that's more of a queef. <laughs> I, noticed, think I, need, I think I need to get my arm a little wetter, and I don't want to go licking my arm up right now. But well, yeah, I've I noticed, make... too, like, if you have a mustache, you have, uh, it's a little harder to, to yeah. do the, the arm ones. But uh, my friend Dennis would do the... <laughs> and I, I kind of just... Oh, that's really cool. That's super <laughs> accurate, so I just got onto that. And polished them. <laughs> 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 I can also Those do a bitch too. and trumpet sound. Just like... <laughs> It sounds like a trumpet through like an old shitty Victrola. Exactly. That's being played through an old shitty radio that is on the other side of a cracked glass window. That's because most windows are glass. It's a very specific trumpet noise. (laughs) Yeah, it's legit. Okay, last question. When was the last time you were kissed? Uh, what's today? The twenty. I mean, what day is Saturday? Saturday? On Thursday. Nice. Yeah. And it was, like, not by your mother or anybody, no, like, it was romantic? It was a gal that I'm talking to. Yeah. We made the kissies. It was we amazing. We watched Law and & Order, and then we smooched. That's tight. Yeah. <laughs> Law & Order got like, got her in the mood? Um, it was, We did have to turn off Law & Order Special Victims Unit <laughs> <laughs> not because the episode was about a uh, transgender lady getting beaten up in a bathroom, and it was not exactly easy to, uh, you know... That doesn't get, get you uh, hot? Get romantic while <laughs> they're talking about some lady getting beaten with a lead pipe. Nice. Womp womp. No, I feel like a lot of women, that's their, that's their Spanish fly. That's their... You know, Law go and to order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. special victims unit. They love Mariska Hargate. They love iced tea. Oh man, looks like the victim had anal contusions. <laughs> One of the my favorite bits of all time. 
John Mulaney. <laughs> God, he that that whole album, New in Town, is uh, from start to finish almost perfect. Soup to nuts. Soup to nuts. Yeah. I don't, what the fuck does that that even mean? Soup to nuts. I think it was um, Were nuts dessert back when people sucked. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a dessert, like a candied nut or something like that. You and know? your grandparents like, oh, we had dried fruit for a <laughs> dessert. Wow, that sucks because look what we have now. <laughs> It's way better than your stupid dried fruit. <laughs> yeah. And your nuts. We have packed in hot, hot peanuts. You're getting a <laughs> waxed bag at the Jones Beach. Hey, that sounds kind of nice. I would like hot nuts. I mean, I'm not saying it isn't nice. I'm just saying it's like hot dogs are pretty dope, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For dessert? Man, th- that generation it was, uh, was different. Like I said, you know, the biggest threat to our grandmother's generation was uh, men with top hats and handlebar mustaches tying them to the train tracks. <laughs> yep. They were definitely it's a different time. Yeah, a lot of different guys that can't like those guys can't exist anymore. Not in this world. You want to hear how just fucking um, classic and um, like old timey my grandpa and grandma were? Sure. They met on the boardwalk in Coney Island. Awesome. Sure, right. That just is, that just sounds like the start to some kind of a New York based mm-hmm. uh, period piece. Was he wearing a three piece swimming suit? I don't know. And I, a one bathing could cap. Hope, one could only hope. A handlebar mustache and one of those big, giant uh, bikes that had one giant wheel in the front and a small wheel in the back. And you had to get like a running jump. I think it was him <laughs> and his buddy, and like they met uh, some gal, and his he buddy's was like, "Hey, bring along a friend of yours, and uh, let's go hit the boardwalk." They were part twenty-three of- and <laughs> she grabbed uh, my grandma, and the rest was history. They were part of a barbershop quartet. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Why don't you bring another honey with you? Why don't you bring an old slot? <laughs> yeah, we met out onto the boardwalk where we made all of the babies in one sitting. It's a tale as old as time. I cut my back on a barnacle. Do you think it still happens like this where... I can't tell you how many times we, I've heard stories like this where... My grandparents were even like this where... My grandpa saw my grandma from across the far or whatever or some... You know, he was seen her from a far away and then he leans over to a dude and goes you see that girl over there i'm gonna marry her yeah i uh like, who does that now? i'm gonna like, just start doing that with every girl i like <laughs> just so i can say or maybe maybe that's what they did back in the day they're just jackasses and left that part out of the story i think it was more of like a well maybe she should know who you are first yeah. before you're gonna betroth some woman <laughs> making a big big commitment before you meet her do you ever see that you're episode you're making it sound like she's more like property like yeah. you see that cow well, over there it was the I'm 20s and 30s steak. 20s and 30s women I think were property at that point according to the government of course but did you ever see that episode of that 70s show where they try to uh, set the story straight for how Red and Kitty met mm. and it's it's awesome like his story is uh him like beating up a dude and all this shit in the end it was just them they were both just shit hammered nice and he was with a bunch of navy men and they all just showed their ass to these nurses and it's a great episode yep that seven show what a great show oh, classic Okay, so I think that's about it. Let's wrap this bitch up. Bruh, 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 bruh. Rob, of course, thank you for coming down, hanging out. Thank you for having me, D-Dubs. Sharing some laughs. Anytime. If you yeah. want to uh, plug your other stuff? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, you can check me out on my podcast. Out. You can check us both out. Yeah. Uh, Tales from the Outside podcast. We're on 
iTunes, and now on Spotify. What? Beep, 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 beep. Motherfucking Spotify. Nice. And um, you can find me on Instagram at Robert Zoreth, Z as in zebra, O-R-E-F. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at that name. I don't really use Twitter a lot, but I promote shows on there and Facebook. And um, yeah, and that's that's about all I got there. And Bear Grenade. Oh, yes. Good call. I host a monthly show called Bear Grenade in Hollywood Sycamore Tavern. Generally, it's the third Thursday. Sometimes it changes. Follow Bear Grenade Comedy, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And, um, yeah. And I also <laughs> add that out. I also host another show called Crisis with uh, Anna Valenzuela, another Long Beach comic. Nice. Friend of the show. She, we do that every second Thursday cool. at Holy Grounds in El Sereno, California. Hell yeah. Fudge, yeah. All right, guys, follow me, obviously, on the liner note. The liner notes. The liner notes. Yeah, the liner notes. The liner notes. And uh, you've been listening to... (laughs) 